Blog Talk Radio. All right. Can you hear me now? Hello. Can you hear me? Now, do you have your mic unmuted for the people? I think I do. do. Everybody's unmuted now. And I'm on double. double. I'm going to mute myself once. Someone might have their speaker on because there is an echo. Yes, I hear the echo. The echo is me. me. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, the echo's gone. The echo's still there? Nope. All right. This is your fault for listening. (laughs) What is up, y'all? Here we go. Oh, my goodness. That was some work. Oh, today's topic. Can y'all hear me well? I hope so. Yes. All right. Today's topic. 
talking to white people about capitalism, racism, and other stuff. Part one. Uh, I'm Travis Can't Simmons. Wait for also it. as the big funny, also uh, known as uh, Art Vader, uh, Art Vader the Sonic guy, uh, and soon to be Joker Vader, the Black Joker, or the Bloker. <laughs> Uh, the Black Joker, uh, the Black Joker, y'all. Uh, I'm gonna have the Black Joker. Uh, that Black Joker character is gonna laugh like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Echo. No, that was somebody else. No, that was just me. That oh, was just Tony Zamboni. <laughs> I really sound like Eddie Murphy. You don't. <laughs> you sound like uh, you sound like um, like Robert Townsend doing Eddie Murphy. Oh, uh, that, all right, sounds good. Any of that? Um, to me. I'm trying to figure out where my sound is coming from. I think it's from the computer. Uh. And, uh, well, you so, sound good. Oh, thank you. Who's that? My name's Claire. Hello, Claire. Claire. You know, uh, because... Uh-oh. Of- <laughs> I, I wanted to call into this one because I, I had to hear what your... How you thought you could talk to... Are you just talking about white people in general or white racist people? Or I guess they're both the same. Some are more extreme than others. Well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, no one's really white. Uh, white was maybe the Caucasian Virginia, and it's only to not be black. Uh, no one can leave here and go like uh, back to where their ancestors came from, like Ireland, and be like, "Hey y'all, uh, I ain't Irish no more. I'm white." They'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, race was invented in America in 1648 uh, in Virginia. No, no, it was brought here. Racism was brought here, not born here. No, 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 no. No, they actually made racism or the idea of race in 1648 in Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, but I didn't remember the the year. I was going to say 1648. Oh, I apologize. No, 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 no. I was jaw-dropped when I found out. Jaw-dropped. I needed the information. I've been to Richmond, Virginia, where they used to just ship them in. Yeah, I understand. Sell them on the block. I'm lo- I've been looking for McLeod. This is Heathcliff Constable and Zabzibow. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of ways you can go with Claire. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're right. You go, Cloudy. Cloudy. <laughs> That's you what I was That was the first thing I was thinking. You <laughs> underestimate the part of Dark Side, Claire. <laughs> So, I have my family. I know the dark side. Oh, really? Okay, we'll oh. check it out. Uh, I'm going to open up your line. Rhetoric. Here we go. Rhetoric, your line is open. All the way from South Carolina. Ooh, South Cat in the house. How's everybody doing tonight? We are doing great. What's cracking, brother? Welcome uh, back, Rhetoric. We did about fifteen hundred. Be black apart and things. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, unless somebody yeah. used to listen to Funny to the Moon, they don't remember me. <laughs> That's right. 
Funny to the Moon, we did about 1,500 hours of podcast episodes. Three hours apiece. Oh, no drinks, wow. no music. Oh, wow. Uh, 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 Claire, you don't, I don't know if you know this. Claire, I'm a uh, comedian for years. Uh, other people on the phone are artists and actors in their own rights. Uh, cool. So how white people need to be talked to is this. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's like James Baldwin said. Every white person, no matter what he or she says, they know one thing. They know they wouldn't want to be black here in America. And uh, if they know that, that's all they need to know. And anything else is a lie. Bear in mind, children, I mean that, James Baldwin. So we start there. Uh, then uh, people who think themselves white or who appear to be white to the people who think they are white people, their only thing they can do is to talk to the, talk to the bigots who uh, might think that they're on their team. You know what I mean? Um, does that make sense? Uh, the only thing you can do to a, a bully, uh, a, a bigoted bully, is to let them know uh, what they're doing is not okay to you. Right? But instead... Then they say you're being oversensitive. What right. Then? Yeah. But, but think about this. Oh, uh, someone yesterday said to me, I'm tired of hearing black people. I'm going, tired compared to what? Tired of starting to win. And then somebody else had the nerve or, uh, uh, to say, well, where are, uh, for instance, there are certain things that bigots say, okay? So there, and there are ways of talking to bigots, and there are ways of talking to Oh, no, you're crackling again. Patriot gregging is what I've heard it called. Yeah, yeah, I heard, that's the same thing I heard. I can hear you clearly, but he's like crackling. You know where that term comes from, that patriot gregging? It comes What's from that? a blog talk radio host that used to crackle. He used to call it crackling. Um, and he did it all the time, and he never would fix his being overmodulated or whatever the cause was. Everybody right. called it. He right. was patriot greg, so they call it patriot oh, well, gregging. Okay. Is yeah, he I don't back look. yet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, I cannot I, wait I, to I mean, hear. I can't wait to yeah, hear. All the, this. I'm just talk dying radio over here. Was something I listened to when they didn't have shit for a radio station mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, in a town, a country. Oh my! Because <laughs> half the time this was like, dude, seriously. Uh, Are you the at, one from South Carolina? At, no, no, I'm from, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know I'm from Washington. I, I live in North, Ca- Cal- North, North Carolina, though. Charlotte. Who lives in Virginia? Who is it that lives in Virginia? The one from Richmond. I said I, I've been to Richmond, Virginia. Oh, okay. I have friends that were born in Richmond, and they, they told me, you know, the history of uh, Richmond where they used to, that's where they used to ship uh, all the slaves in and put them on the right. auction block. It was just yeah. like, you know, a big, uh, cattle, a big cattle sale, basically. I mean, per se. Um, or the NBA. Well, they treated you want to call cattle it. better, to be honest. <laughs> so. oh, yeah, yeah, it's still cattle. <laughs> because yeah. NFL, well, my family NBA, settled NFL. in Virginia a long time ago. <laughs> 
I think people get treated the same way. They nothing really changes. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since, since back then and now, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's more spread out, but it's the same garbage. Well, we got the um, prison. I, I mean, that's even worse. I mean, yeah, um, that's the new plantation. Yeah, I had a, you know, I get them in a, there I and take a, their voting a, rights away. Yeah. Well, I had a um, I had a friend kind of enlighten me on that whole situation because you know. Mm-hmm. Considering that the whole Bible is a cipher anyway, he he, um, he, he was talking about the re- revelation and about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and he he said the first first horseman was slavery, the second horseman was uh, segregation, the third hmm. horseman is uh is is uh incarceration and then the fourth one is reparations. So reparations how, how, good, okay yeah. since since my yeah. So how I'm I'm you know, my friend's not back on so I'll co host for him for now. Okay. Um so how do you how do you feel about, you know, um reparations and what, what that would be what how how it would help the American economy. How about that? Well, when I think of reparations, I think of a more of a legal way to start it, and that would be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The uh, mm. the families of the massacre that happened there, mm. I, they've mm-hmm. been trying to get reparations since the 70s, I believe, is when they started legal proceedings yeah. trying to get it. And they're still trying to get it. Dr. Robert Turner, wow. he's the pastor of the Vernon AME church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the one church that survived, uh, they mm-hmm. go down to City Hall every single Wednesday. Even when it was 10 below, they were there. That was like two weeks ago, yeah. I think. Um, mm-hmm. He would be a good person to have on here. They're really into reparations, and I think if there's anywhere there's a case for reparations, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Make them pay. Right. Yeah, at the time when the massacre happened, <laughs> Tulsa was the richest city in the world, this being so that in the World War One, Tulsa supplied two thirds of all the oil needed for the Allies. That's Bless a lot. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah so it it sounds like maybe your co-host is there. Wait a minute. What? No, no, that's South Carolina. South Carolina. What were yeah. you? What were you saying? Oh, I was saying yeah. They had their own banks and everything there. Uh, that was Black mm-hmm. Wall Street. That's uh, yes, the first act of terrorism. They bombed, they actually bombed that uh, city. Oh, yeah. no, that is yeah. true. They That's bombed true. from the top down with kerosene bombs. I actually you knew fight. a lady that was at the riot. She's, of course, passed on. But they used Philip Petroleum planes to drop those bombs. Right. We even know who did it, and they wow. still got away with it. And they had yeah. a wow. a Wall Street, they had a their own stock exchange there. They had not one, but two opera houses, yeah. many, yeah. many movie homes. Also, they had a lot of, uh, what do you call that? Domestic help. I'll never be able to get it. Um, but it was for black homes. We're talking about an area about three, 60 square blocks that wow. were burned down to the ground. Talking square yeah. blocks. Yeah. That's a lot of room. And uh, I used to live in Tulsa. That's how come I know some of this. Concluded. 
That's the fear of the government. You they what? don't want to be self-reliant. They do not want you to have to, they want you to depend on them for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what you do to be self-reliant, it's a threat to them because they want you to They're be dependent on them. And, you know, it's everything you look at, the, like some cities right now, you can't store water on your property, like in Georgia yeah. and different places. Wow. You can't, like, keep clean water. Like, me, I've That's uh, weird. I became really self-sustainable over the years. Um, I've, I've turned my whole yard into a garden. I'm in the process of building a chicken coop right now. I hunt mm-hmm. fish. I there you go. The hot there you food, go. Um, can, everything. I, I try and uh, keep everything as much as possible through me or bartering through people, trading, showing so, people how to grow things. Right, I started right. doing mushrooms. So, uh, like so, so can you – well, see, a, a lot of people don't understand. Can you explain – can you explain and talk about uh, the 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 Geechee out of South Carolina and how they they oh wow they're, how they're they incredible used to be? yeah um actually my my grandparents were Geechee they they were down from down in Charleston oh, wow. Bamberg area down there it's a uh, I'm I'm in Florence South Carolina and it's like some people okay. look at me like he sounds country but Talking Lord, to them is Lord, like totally different. Like somebody from like New York, Chicago, somewhere be like, "What in the fuck are they saying?" Because <laughs> um, it's yeah, more of yeah. um, like how would I put it? Like uh, listening to somebody dialect. from like, it's a speech. It's a, it's a dialect. Somewhere it's a different dialect. It's English, but it's just like if you go and listen to somebody from like Louisiana or something. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. it's a little tinge to it because. English is what you say, brother. So <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> I live this out in, in North Cat, brother. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my yeah, sister yeah. say. Yeah, I just, I, I just wanted, to, I, I wanted, I wanted more of the, about the culture more than, um, why well, you know, I mean, from what I learned, um, the Geechee people, they were their own. They were actually a, a, a colony, you know, or a country or whatever at one time. Yeah, um, yeah they were separate from from the American thing, um, but they're 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 like like right now, they're they're pretty much stealing their land right now as we speak, or already stole it. Um, as far as trying to incorporate them, because they were like a sovereign nation at one time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had their, they had their right. own thing. It wasn't big. It's like Tulsa, Oklahoma, but they had small right. towns and things where it was like a small tribe or whatever. Where you had right. somebody that knitted and things, somebody that was good with herbs. You had carpenters and everything. Right. And it's that thing like where you look at all of when you build a community. It's like how much, how long does it take for your money to go outside of your community? They were getting mm-hmm. all the money out of the community, and the government don't like that. You know, when you when like because sure. uh, you can think of right now, like down there in Charleston, Georgetown, places like that, 
there's actual farm, there's actual fields where people still grow rice and stuff. And you know how many uh-huh. people you can think of grow rice? You know that's oh, you mean like big sharecropping type stuff all around the world, right? And they had they had that, and plus they had the chickens and everything. They they had right. all of their food and everything. They didn't need to go out of the community for anything. And Uncle Sam always wanted his piece. And whether they got to do it with drugs, by force, mm-hmm. whatever, they're gonna take it. They don't right. they don't want you to be independent. Ah, yes. Now it's now we're talking. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, okay. That kind of opens my eyes a little. Can you hear me? Uh, did we ever? Did we get a oh, host back? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You. Very this well. This is not CNN. This is not CNN. Bring the baby Yoda to me. I heard he's a geeky. <laughs> 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 Right. Right. All right. Good. So yeah. look, look, this is the whole thing. Okay. Uh, am I breaking up or anything like that? Because basically, you starting um, to break up a little bit. Are you damn. too loud? Oh, maybe I need to talk with a softer, smoother voice. Well, just, well Top Radio had some problems tonight, so it could be due okay. to that. I, I would make a I ticket, was, I, I, I and then I would demand. I want to talk about white people. No, uh, they, the site was actually down maybe 10 minutes before I called in. I would make a ticket that basically that you were breaking up no matter what you did. And you had a hard okay, time cool. getting people to call in, make a ticket with them, and then ask them to give you a free month or you're leaving. Make a ticket? What's a ticket? Okay, uh, you would go to their, studio I don't know what they would call it, studio help. They have different areas for help. And you have to make a ticket when you've had an issue like tonight. And all they have to okay, do is I'll listen to your show and yeah, yeah. hear me Claire, telling you what to do. Claire, you are. Claire, where have you been is what he said. But been? what I'm going to say to you is well, this. Well, I used That's to be Vader. a major market radio, the land of the oh, Hot really? 97. Yeah. Hot 97. And that was a long time, long time that, ago, that was like when the Olympics oh, okay. were there. The Olympics. the Olympics. In Seattle? In Seattle? No, Atlanta. No, Atlanta. 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 Yeah, a long time ago in the 90s. I got to echo again. I sound yeah, young, but... What is going on here? Okay, so I'm I've been trying to figure ticket, out how to... Say, and like, when you make that? the ticket, tell them that you want a free month or try for two, settle for one. Save yourself some money. Thank you. Impressive. So. Most impressive, Claire. <laughs> I'm all about saving money. Awesome. If Vader did your incoming message on your phone, it would sound like this: You've reached class phone. The ability to clap message is insignificant to the power of the force. Do collectors be gone? Leave Claire alone. Don't make me come down there. <laughs> Or even, or how about this? It might be better for a ringtone. Claire, your phone is ringing. Answer your phone, Claire. Claire, no. don't fail me, Claire. No. Please inform Claire that her phone is ringing. I point the gun at the phone. <laughs> so basically, oh what happened? I, 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 I think. 
No worries. No, I don't know about guns and shit, Claire. Uh, but he, he just, damn, damn Claire. I, he, hey, Claire, any excitement I had just went, why is she bringing up guns? Yeah, I'm no. saying, why are you, you going to bring guns to the laugh party? I mean, come on, Claire. <laughs> no, 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 Sorry. So, 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 one, of my, one of my old jokes. I did a, I did a uh, is that, is echo, that echo from me? White people, man. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Why people bring guns to the laugh party? I mean, come on out. Yeah, I did a, a joke a while back. I, I got a chance to perform at a, the Tacoma Sportsman's Club. It's a it's a, a suburb of Seattle, and um, five hundred like uh, uh, gun owners. Like you walk into the place, and and they had like the uh, old uh, hunter hats and like a glass case. You know, his jibs or jib. Or Jebediah, yeah. Jeb. you know, uh, yeah, Jebiah, you know, uh, uh, Jethro, you know, Jethro, good uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, and like uh, old beat up hats, old beat up hats in the case as you walk in, and so on this particular night, uh, I decided that I was going to wear uh, jeans and like this bright orange shirt, and uh, I went up there. They're eating like crab. And have a big crab feast once a year special, and I, I finally was uh, a strong enough comedian that I could do 45 minutes in front of this crowd. And so I started off, and I, and um, first of all, I rocked them off my first sentence. When you do that on a stand-up piece, in the, in the crowd, you got yeah. right. If you can rock them off your first sentence, uh, like for instance, my first sentence ever as a comedian, ever, ever. Uh, they introduced me, ladies and gentlemen, Travis Simmons. I grabbed the mic and I said. What if Darth Vader was a pimp? And the crowd laughed. Yeah. It scared me. <laughs> okay. and, but, but, but the joke, the, that joke went, the force is with you, young streetwalker. Join me and together we rule this intersection. It is your destiny. Destiny. Okay. And so, but on this night at the, uh, the Tacoma Sportsman's Club with uh, the NRA members, my first line was, I don't know a lot about hunting, but I know if you wear orange, nobody shoots your ass. <laughs> and they, and they, well, <laughs> that's, right? that's why you was wearing orange. <laughs> yeah. So I get that joke off. Okay. So they explode, right? <laughs> then I go into like Darth Vader's a pimp. I do, uh, I do my Louis Armstrong stuff. Cause, uh, Claire, my Louis Armstrong yeah. is better. My Louis Armstrong impression mm-hmm. is better than my Vader. Ooh. Okay, so what I did, okay, so for holidays last year, I did Vader Claws. Okay, like, and here's the song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, anyway. Part if you will, cry if you must. There's only one that you can trust. Vader Claws is coming to town. And you get a Death Star. <laughs> and you get a Death Star. Everyone gets a Death Star. <laughs> You don't know the power of toys. <laughs> okay, so I did that, right? I did, I, but on uh, uh, this night uh, at the Coma Sports Club, I did like uh, Louis Armstrong smoking weed. Uh, I see trees of green, clouds of white, past the pipe, but back it died. And I did myself. What a wonderful mm-hmm. bone. Okay, and then I did. Um, I did uh, in, uh, sex jokes, uh, men and women relationship stuff, uh, stuff like um, uh, they, they got the Viagra for women, but on a commercial, the warning said, oh, 
work on women with mental problems. And I'm thinking, it don't work, right? I'm doing something like that, right? I did uh, my old Bush jokes, okay? This is like just like uh, like 2003, maybe. Um, I did a Bush joke. The Bush joke, old Bush joke was, the first one was, uh, did you know that the guy that Bush put in charge of the corporate crime task force was a guy who had been a partner in a law firm, which was defending Enron? That's like uh, putting Michael Jackson in charge of the Catholic priest investigation with special prosecutors Woody Allen and R. Kelly. So no. You're with me or you're with the molesters. <laughs> okay. But I have to change that joke because after uh, really watching some of the documentaries about Michael Jackson, you, what you realize is Michael Jackson never did shit to anybody, number one. And number nah. two, uh, and how I can prove it, I can prove it in one sentence. If he really was a pedophile, he would not have been able to resist those Home Alone lips. <laughs> okay, all right, and and if you really look into stuff, you start looking like the old old black uh, activists like Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory said all of that was because Michael Jackson owned half of Sony. Sony wanted it back. Uh-huh. Sony settled the uh-huh. case in court. Could have been. And Michael. Okay, and they were bringing it down. They said Michael bought the Beatles catalog between somewhere I've heard forty-eight million and sixty-four million the first time. When they killed him, two point five billion. That's what I was about. Do you think the doctors did that on purpose? No, 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 no. Dick Gregory said Michael Jackson was killed with a laser. (laughs) The doctor used to come. Sorry. Okay. Dick Gregory. No, I don't know if that's true or not either. Okay, but what I'm saying to you is. What I'm saying to you is, uh, Dick Gregory also said that Bill Cosby's son was killed because uh-huh. Bill Cosby was trying to buy NBC, and his, uh-huh. and, the, his, and his line of proof was so cold, right? You know what he said? He said uh, Bill Cosby used to do Jello commercials with little white kids eating Jello out of his ears, putting right, and um, and he said Bill Cosby's son gets killed, he can't get on TV at all. He said, that was the proof. I was like, damn, whoa, that makes sense, right? That don't make sense at all. Uh The second or third most famous black person ever in America. Uh And his son gets killed, and we don't remember him talking about it on TV at all because he wasn't on TV at all. I was like, whoa, right? Yeah. Yeah, so then Dick Gregory said, he said this one, too, about Tiger Woods. He said... The Tiger Woods first thing, not the one a couple of days ago, Dick Gregory's dead. But Dick Gregory said about the first thing with Tiger and his wife, he said that was a mob hit telling Tiger, you ain't going to yeah. beat, uh, it was it Arnold Palmer or Jackless? And, um, and like, uh, right, right. there was a few, like, they said, you ain't going to beat him. They said, you're going to lose. You're going to uh, be on TV golfing and hurt your back live where everybody can see it. And then. And so, what happened? Tiger just recently started getting good again. His ass ran up the road. I don't know what to believe, okay? Right. But I'm just saying, telling you what other people have right. said. Anyway, back to my story. I'm doing the show wow. at the Tacoma Sportsman's Club. I do some bush jokes. I did So then I did this bush joke. I said, uh, I said uh, you know, the president's, the president's spokesman came on TV and said, during this time of terror, don't question the president. And I'm thinking, don't question the president. He's a public servant. 
our tax dollars pay his salary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, he's my employee. Yeah. What I'm trying to explain to you, Bush right. is my bitch. Say it with me. Say Bush yeah. is my bitch. And they Bush said it. Is no my bitch. Bush is my bitch, right? And then I did a line. I that stay I out of the bushes. And I, I, there was a line yeah. that I didn't always <laughs> do in the joke. And the next line I did in the joke was, and we paid up bills around this motherfucker. And then, so only a couple people said that line. And way in the back off to the left side started cracking up. And as a comedian, you can tell when the crowd was laughing at something that happened in the room rather than something you said, right? And so I just say, uh-huh. what happened over there? And a lady says, for the first time in my life, I heard my mother do the, uh, say the F word. That's what she said, right? And then I just said, I'm bringing families together, right? And the crowd laughs, and I realized that was the, the moment I could try and attempt to do my gun control joke in front of NRA members. I had them all completely, okay? Mm-hmm. And the joke worked, and this was the joke. I said, you know, the big argument with gun control was whether or not you had to wait 24 hours or 72 hours to get a gun. And the way I think about things you don't even need a gun in less than 24 hours. You need to call the police. Otherwise, there's some shit you're doing. Uh, we don't need you doing, and I don't want you doing that shit to me, so you got to get checked out. <laughs> you know, do it like And they laughed and cheered because that was a simple, I figured out a way to. So now what I added to, so uh, the last joke, as soon as you're talking about jokes, I'm going to uh, turn it back over to y'all to talk about whatever. But the last joke I did before the pandemic, would you like to hear it? Yes. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, I think somebody's blackmailing Trump and it's starting World War III and fucking the economy. And they probably said to him, uh, Mr. Trump, either you start World War III and fuck up the economy or you're that daughter you've been trying to date. Because <laughs> oh. really, Dang. to me, everybody talks about him saying grab him by the pussy. But that ain't the worst shit he said, even about that. Okay? Because when he said grab him by the pussy, he... At least they tried to defend him and calling it locker room talk. And I, I was an all-star basketball player, and my best game was 30 points, 12 rebounds, 14 block shots. I'm six seven, right? And uh, I've been in lots of locker rooms, all-star locker rooms, uh, AAU, uh, uh, you know, uh, college locker rooms. And I ain't never in any locker room I heard anybody say, grab him by the pussy. I've heard him say, uh, get some pussy, have some pussy fall into my lap. You know what I mean? Maybe the pussy can find me, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, lick, touch, finger. But grab is if somebody would say grab, I'm like, we gonna go out tonight and grab by the pussy. Somebody else in that locker room who has sisters who he might not have been talking to would have came around the corner and said, "Who's talking about going to go grab some pussy? Let's just whoop his ass right now." <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He needs. He, Right, I got I got three sisters. So when you look up three uh-huh. sisters, now. I have three sisters. When in and people think that Hannibal Burris was the first comedian to uh, uh, attack Bill Cosby uh, for that, I did that shit in 2005 because in 2005 there was an article that said that Bill Cosby was a fondler, a serial fondler. Mm-hmm. And in the article was defending Cosby and said, well, why did he take so long? Uh, uh, right? And I'm like, fuck you for asking that question. I got three sisters. I'll tell you why it took so long. One, uh, because they thought they were the only one. Two, 
the uh, victim has to become stronger and the victimizer has to appear weaker. And three, how long would it take for a uh, woman to find a lawyer willing to attempt to cross-examine Bill Cosby? And Cosby show Cosby, you couldn't win that. You'd be in the courtroom. And, and sitting there, have you just told your your story? Got the you got the audience crying. I mean, the audience and jury, you know, the courtroom crying. And then they uh, will bring uh, bring him to the stand. Well, tell us what happened, Mister Cosby. And he'd be like, "Well, uh, the woman came to the home. We had been about to have dessert, and I reached for the pudding, and my elbow touched the bosoms. Case dismissed. Okay, because you got to understand, Cosby was making money for Coke." Jello, Kodak, NBC, Paramount, some record company. Yeah. And they collectively are not going to let one woman or 23 women or 37 women or whatever number ended up being of 54 uh, to uh, mess up their money. They probably killed a couple. You know what I mean? They probably did. I mean, why wouldn't they? Huh? Remember he had that show on Nickelodeon with the little marker and shit. He had everything locked up. Oh, picture in pages. Every picture pages on PBS. Yeah. The electric company. Yes. It's a Bob marker. Yeah. Yeah, but see <laughs> what you got to understand is that all that could have been a setup in the first place, right? So, uh, but but on the, on the other hand, what I really think it was was this: Bill Cosby's pretending to be clean. Rich Pryor, George Carlin are not pretending to be clean, okay? They don't have to. Uh, so so no. for Bill Cosby, if um, any woman has a story of him not being clean or any sexual mm-hmm. partner, period, that can mess up his, his image, okay? Right. Where, on the other hand, uh, and so he got to drug you, okay? So uh, because he's pretending to be clean. Okay, and and, and uh, but he wasn't at first. Remember, he'd be at the Playboy Mansion, right? So I read uh, a bunch of the uh, 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 things with the with the Cosby thing, and one of the women said that uh, he was questioning her, uh, I guess, profusely about what medicine she were, was on currently or ever. Okay, and I'm thinking, nigga, that's because you tried uh, to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Now you're yeah, you being careful. To... Right? And so mm-hmm. uh, then you got to think about, the, so that's the casting couch in Hollywood, right? But it's Bill's casting couch, right? But now I'm going to wrap two stories together. Do you know what the similarity between Bill Cosby and Tiger Woods is? They are both serial, non uh, bad tippers. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if Bill Cosby had been paying off people properly before they accused him of shit, then uh, uh, he wouldn't have to drug them. You know what I mean? Like I heard that like some stars would do shit like uh, an NBA star. Like let's say you say you're a, a super duper NBA star. You're uh, maybe the best ever, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You play certain teams a couple times a year. So if you are in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference and you play the Atlanta Hawks six times a year, you might uh, buy a house for a chick in Atlanta and tell her, look, I'm going to be here six times a year for two or three days each time, do whatever you want, 
uh, with the house when I'm not here. But when I tell you I'm here, you got to have the house, you know, clean, uh, uh, cleared out. I have it clean, and uh, and blah 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 blah. Ain't nobody gonna mess up that that yeah. that, 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 that that at all. Nah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, uh, right? Michael Jordan bought me a house. All I got to do is uh, shave his head and, and, and lick his nuts six times a year, and I got a house for the, that I can do whatever I want with for 347 days out of the year. Who's going to mess that up? Yeah. Who's going to yeah, – you're not going right. to mess that up. You're not going to report that shit to the inquirer. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. If Tiger Woods is tipping, if Tiger Woods is tipping – Right, properly and paying, then nobody tells any of the stories, right? But if he ain't tipping, then somebody would like say, let's say he's tipping in Vegas, and somebody from the choir could ask questions. Well, if he's tipping properly and paying people, uh, making it worth their while to keep his secrets, then when the choir comes around, they're like, hey, I ain't got shit to say about Mr. Tiger. Mr. Tiger's good to me. He took my family to Disneyland, and uh, I had Christmas every year for Mr. Tiger. You know right, what I mean? Right. Something like that, right? Yeah. But if he ain't tipping, it's like, go talk to her, go talk to her, uh, go have her shoot right. pictures in her phone. Okay? Yeah. Tiger, That's like what I don't like about the last couple of days is people been saying a lot of mean shit about Tiger, and Tiger ain't never done nothing mean to nobody. Tiger ain't Rush Limbaugh. Okay? And the only story you heard yeah. about Tiger is Tiger really being – uh, not a womanizer, okay? Because a, a womanizer would not be picking up waitresses at Chili's. Right, right. Okay, right. and and I was talking to one woman, and she said, I said to her, I said, uh, I said to one woman, I said, uh, do any of your girlfriends at all have you heard any of them ever say, mm, Tiger Woods is fine? <laughs> you know, you never heard that shit at all. So he don't yeah. he ain't, he ain't Wilt Chamberlain where you where he's sleeping with ten thousand women because there's a curiosity about you know uh, what it's like to be with a giant maybe you know what I mean plus mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain was playing mm-hmm. volleyball so uh, if you six foot uh, seven foot uh, and maybe the strongest man in the world with volleyball playing and your dick is dangling in your shirt you hypnotize the motherfuckers. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say, thank you. I got you. I know. Good. I'm good. Okay. I don't. But that's why I'm called the big funny. Uh, I got to breathe right now. What you got to understand is this: laughter is important. Uh, You heard the phrase "laughter heals." Well, when you laugh. You use 300 muscles in your body when you orgasm 160. So what I'm saying to you, fuck a clown. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Where'd the nose go? Where'd the nose go? So, uh, uh, Claire, my newest joke. Ready for my newest, my second newest joke? Yes. What? My second Heard newest my joke is this. My second newest joke is this. Second newest is. Okay. Harriet Tubman on a twenty dollar bill, good. Harder to deny racism when slavery's in your pocket. Ooh, that's good. I like that one. Thank you. So I'll, now I'm gonna tell you the joke I did uh, the day after the Zimmerman trial. I said uh, I'm gonna tell y'all what I learned from the Zimmerman trial. If you're black, you can't dress for the weather. You gotta dress for the racism in the area. Uh. And the only safe outfit uh. is MC Hammer pants 
and the bill caused <laughs> oh man, please say he didn't cut out again. You hear me? That sounded oh, that's like a good happened? joke. I don't hear, hear him. Is he it. still talking? He is now. I could say uh, okay. I heard can you him hear say you I'll hear be quiet. Me. Can you hear me now? Claire? Yes. Clarice. Yes. Claire? You have yes. a sister. Can you we hear hide me? her. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Great. So uh, that is, so I'm a comedian, right? So the only reason why we started doing podcasts in the first place, uh, Rhetoric, so you understand, Tana, my old co-host, he, uh, he stopped doing comedy. And he's the funniest person on the planet, okay, period, okay? Uh, uh, one, of his, one of his jokes is this. He's, um, he's half uh, like Norwegian or something and half Samoan. Okay, oh. or half like Dutch, whatever, uh, something like that. And his joke is this: He said, uh, "He said, you know, I'm uh, I'm glad I'm not full Samoan because I would have maybe never come to this country and served in the Marine Corps, and uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad I'm not full white because then I wouldn't share." <laughs> he said, "He said, he said, y'all came here, you killed the indigenous people, you burned down the teepees, and and now your children are in tent cities doing meth." Uh, maybe you should let the TPs alone. <laughs> okay, that's how you do and, comedy. Okay, you know that that's something that's so that's crazy. How the how the crack epidemic was taken care of, and how the meth epidemic is taken care. Of. They care so much about the meth in the eighties and the nineties when crack was out there. Lock them up, lock them up. You mm-hmm. know, well, you that know, this is the thing. I'm glad they're making they the change. I'm glad they're making a change because I don't want somebody to do to anybody what I didn't want somebody doing to me, right? So, yeah. uh, well, good. Maybe then it'll trickle down to the other, uh, the other, uh, you know. So once weed's legal in uh, most places, which is is here in Seattle, I'm gonna load me up a bowl here in a moment. Um, uh. oh, speaking of speaking of weed, uh, um, hey, and here while we talk, I'm, I'm all over the place, but. Um, but I, I mean that about the but look, uh meth, uh if you as a black person wanna know what it feels like to uh be a white person, do some meth. It'll make you become selfish. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, this is oh, by the way, do you know what the name of the show is, uh, Claire? I forgot already. I'm sorry. I got memory no, issues. No, no, I, I didn't even tell. It was the reason. That was, so this show used to be called Funny to the Moon. Okay? And I love the title, Funny to the Moon, because what that meant was the moon was here before all of us, so whatever you think is true, that's just Funny to the Moon. Okay? I changed it. I hear you. So I changed it, uh, even though I love Funny to the Moon, okay? Uh, because... Uh, people say, "Well, I ain't it funny all the time." I know it's funny to the moon. You ain't the moon. <laughs> okay, the point. And one of our uh, uh, unwritten rules, or uneven spoken rules, was we are not going to agree to disagree. Okay, That's either good. you're right, we're right, you're wrong, we're wrong, we're both wrong. Uh, but I am not going to take two opposing ideas and act like they're equal. Right? If somebody says uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 a woman, even in the case of rape, has to have the baby, and another person says a woman has the right to do whatever she wants to do because a man just stuck something in her, 
I, I'm not going to act like those two things are equal at all. Mm-hmm. You're, does that make sense? If um, I hear you. Yeah, I, I can't do that, okay? Not as an orator, not as a comedian, not as a broadcaster, okay? And uh, what people will realize is that if you keep a bigot on the air for two and a half hours, they get tired and telling themselves. Like there was one libertarian guy on, on a funny episode, y'all, and he was uh, uh, an economist. And, uh, and at about the two and a half hour mark, he got mad and tried to talk down to me and Tana. And he said, I can't talk to y'all because y'all don't understand scarce resource economics. And I said, explain to me like I'm a baby. And he said, mm-hmm. well, if you take all the apples in the world and try to share them with everyone equally, we all would get such an insignificant piece of apple, we really wouldn't get any apple. And I just said, maybe everybody don't like apples. Kiwis and another comedian, Count Hopkins Jr. said, man, let me just get a couple seeds and I can wait for my own damn tree. And then yeah, I, I was said, thinking about minute, the seeds. And I said, I said, wait a minute, y'all, I just figured it out. He has reasons to not share. We have none. We're never going to agree. And he got Good mad, Okay. Yeah. So basically, when yeah. you're a comedian, you are a professional noticer. Okay. That's why I come up with stuff. So would you like to hear my new newest joke, which is about the little girl being sprayed with mace in the backseat of a car? It nine sounds years old. sad, but I'll hear it. I said, uh, I was watching the video. I didn't want to watch it because I knew it was going to turn me into the Hulk. And I came up with a way to explain it really quickly. A little girl was in the back of the seat of a car. Uh, somebody called for her, the police to help because she was suicidal, missing her father. And so the police officer, they got her in the back of the car, and they spray her with mace. He does. And my first thought is, what kind of monster would spray somebody with mace after they're already handcuffed, uh, adult, adult or child, number one? Then I go to... What kind of person would spray a child with mace knowing they're being filmed? That's a monster on another level, right? A woman's advocate said to me he was, uh, it was a really sexual assault because he's showing dominion over her by spraying her then so he can just threaten to spray her later and do whatever he wants. I was like, dang, okay. And then I said, okay, well, if that's true, and if you really would spray a nine-year-old girl who's already handcuffed in the back of the car with mace, if it was an 11- or 12-year-old boy, you would try to Sandusky his ass because there's a thin line between fucking spray. Mm-hmm. And that's too harsh for people, right? I mean, it's real. I mean, it's real. Yeah. I get it. But it's real. Yeah. It's real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. would you rather have – and so I think that – so uh, what I've been realizing – is that it's not just – I'm thinking uh, – one of the lines I thought about writing yesterday, but I didn't on Facebook, facebook.com slash, is a big funny, um, was uh, with allies like these, who could be concerned with the Klan? Yeah. Well, I think and, you need to be concerned with the Klan. The Klan is no, in your no, police you force, no, you no, your you, sheriff no, department. Okay, well, you don't. No, okay. I agree with that part. But Dick Gregory said, he said, uh, he said, black folks, we've been mad at the wrong white folks. He said, a Klansman usually is so broke, he couldn't help you if he liked you. And he don't make public policy. Well, uh, 
from a bet. I will tell you that the richest clan chapter is in Tulsa, supported by a billionaire. But you go ahead. Really? You could yeah, know, they're, they're building hey, buildings in different states. Claire, Claire, ah. Claire, you are forgiven for your for your gun talk earlier. Please continue with this wonderful piece of information. <laughs> we all need it. <laughs> <laughs> How many people listen to your podcast? I have to ask. Well, I don't know. So, but I will tell you this: this is only our third episode of coming back after five years not doing it. So you are just. The lucky person happened to be on the episode where we're just we're just warming up. What I'm going to call this is a well, super podcast. I'm bringing on the most irreverent people you can possibly imagine on this podcast. Okay, uh, I already interviewed Rick Overton, who is a Hollywood actor for the first episode, for for clips and episodes, right? And one of the things I said to him on the episode, I, I just interviewed him. Uh, by the way, who's Rick Overton? You're wondering. Don't look him up. I'll just tell you real quickly. He was a writer for Dennis Miller's show. He was in Groundhog's Day, Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. and Willow. Okay? Mm-hmm. And my first question to him was, what is the difference between white supremacy and white privilege? And he said, it's in the application. There are fair-minded people and there are fair-minded people. And a feral-minded person has an addiction to comfort. And they'll kill you like a junkie with a knife and they'll create borders and armies and whatever, to keep their comfort going. I was like, damn, right? And then I said to mm-hmm. him, uh, what, uh, what, how are people who think they're white, because no one's really white and all that stuff we already talked about, I said, uh, I said how are people who think they're white uh, weaponized into being violent against peaceful protesters? And he said, oh, what do you bet they were homeschooled? He said, if your parents are good, it might be okay. He said, but if not, you got a dictator of information creating a violence bot. Mm. And I was like, that's good, right? He also, Vic Overton was also like best friends with like Robin Williams. And so we talked about Robin Williams. And Vic Overton was in uh, Showtime's I'm Dying Up Here as the agent. He also. Uh, this is prominent in some documentary that just came out about Robin Williams. And so one of the things we talked about on the episode was about how Robin Williams had been accused of stealing jokes. And Roger Peltz one night was over the house, y'all, and Roger Peltz was on Make Me Laugh. He could do two impressions. And he said to me one night, he said, I want to pass this torch to you. I said, what do you mean? Uh, he said, uh, he said Red Fox saw him in Vegas doing Red Fox. And Red waited until after the show, came up to him and said, uh, I like the way you impersonate me. So after I'm gone, keep my name alive, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so he passed that to me. And so uh, I'm I'm telling uh, Rick Overton that. And the only reason why we did the show at all, because Rick Overton was saying to me, uh, stop hiding behind the impressions and, you know, and do a a podcast and question answer. And I said, well, I'll do one of you. Be my first guest. And boom, so we're doing it. So we started doing the show. And so... The uh, reason why nobody's heard that yet is because I had uh, audio issues like we did tonight, which I got to fix or mm-hmm. have somebody donate to the big funny at Venmo so I can get some real good equipment. And um, and, uh, uh, and I um, I had Curtis Seals, a.k.a. the seasoning uh, uh, musician. Um, he, was the, he was the keyboardist on the Black and Blue Get Out the Vote song we did, uh, Louis Armstrong style, which started out a uh, Let's see this year. Fifty uh, years pass. King dream free at last. Now comes a chump, a card, the truck. 
What do we do to be so black and blue? So anyway, we did that. So Curtis is uh, scoring that uh, podcast with Rick Overton. We got music underneath it so to make it more palatable to the ears. Anyway, uh, so Rick Overton, we're talking about uh, Robin Williams. And Roger Peltz, one day, we're talking about Robin Williams. And I said, man, but he be stealing jokes. And Roger Peltz said to me, you know that part inside you when you come up with a new joke, you start thinking whether or not anybody else uh, uh, wrote that or said that joke before? I was like, yeah. He said, Robert don't have that. <laughs> right? I was like, okay, that's good. Okay. He's like a sponge. He's a, and in the end he said, if you ever went up to Robin Williams and said, hey, man, you stole my joke, he'd write you a check for $3,000 right on the spot. Wow. Ain't that deep? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Back in the eighties, that's a lot of cocaine. Back in the 80s. Love that. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but it's also righteous because he knows he's a sponge. He's like, you know what? I'm absorbing everybody's stuff, and I'm gonna spit it out there in a righteous, activist, super artist way. You know, Robin Williams really should have seeing Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, um, Martin Lawrence, act, uh, comedians acting in a drama. Uh, there ain't nothing to a comedian. Because we're acting like it's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, acting serious is easy, right? I can make you laugh. I can make you cry. That's a, George Carlin said uh, people talk about shock versus surprise when doing stand-up, okay? He said shock is easy. Surprise is – he said uh, maybe you'll talk about differences, but uh, talking about and making everybody agree to similarities is where genius lies. This is the podcast. You're full for listening. Not safe for work unless you're fucking your boss. And don't fuck your boss. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a COVID cough. That was a cannabis cough. Um, <laughs> you don't know the pod, the dark side, young Skywalker. So I did, uh, I did Darth, uh, I did, uh, so this year, uh, Claire, I went down to the protest. In Which Seattle. one? They called the one they called oh, the chop on the good. news. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, nobody down there ever called the chop ever. I was down there for about seventy hours. Nobody said. I never heard anybody say the word chop. I. Uh, what happened was Leah, uh, uh, who is uh, be on the. Uh, I'll be with her on the Icor uh, uh, Cafe podcast here soon uh, in a few days. Uh, we're setting up something over there. Um, she's an artist, and she said to me that uh, at the protest in New York, they had the Joker. And at a protest in uh, Philadelphia, Batman showed up with smoke, right? And they had a skinny Spider-Man somewhere. So I was like, you know what? Seattle's going to get Vader. And so she took my Vader mask and, and uh, drew on there, I can't breathe, <laughs> with like a tear, right? So I went oh. down with a big speaker, boom, boom, I, I'm doing Vader, right? I'm walking in, all these people, people chanting a bunch of stuff. I grab, I grab a megaphone, and I just go, silence yourselves. And they did, right? And then I said, nearly 60 years past, King Dream free at last, yet and still against King's will, 400 years and oceans of tears. We tilled your soil and picked your fields. We built your cars and milled the steel. We danced and sang, enriched your lives. At every turn, we've felt your knives. We fought in wars, defending rights we were never given. With all we've done to make things better, we're just barely living. Today, we grieve the void of a black human being, George Floyd, 
whose fatal sin was his dark skin. Same old story again and again. His life taken by those sworn to protect and serve. A travesty. No family should expect no deserve. With a lack of empathy and no hint of sympathy, Mr. Floyd's life was snuffed out and taken in an evil blur as he cried for his mama and called his killers, sir. We must stay strong and get along to build a better land. If we remain divided and hate each other, our nation will not stand. I just walked the fuck away. <laughs> I didn't say shit about me. Wow. I didn't say nothing else. Okay. Because what I do, it, it, to be the point, okay, uh, people said I was on the news with that. I didn't look. I didn't look. Okay. I'm going to look for it. I bet I'll find it. Okay. Maybe it's a little one. I'm sure he was. Space, the final frontier. These are the voiders of well, as tra- We traverse the interwebs, bringing the truth with a foot in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is not CNN. It's your fault for listening. <laughs> so uh, we did a lot of different shows. And so on this particular show, I built a pull uh, 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 rhetoric, uh, the, the clips from Funny to the Moon, okay, and uh, I mean, we did fifteen hundred hours. Okay, we we were we had preachers on the on the show. They would get their feelings hurt. Okay, uh, preachers are afraid of comedians. You know why? Because they're doing the same thing. Okay, it's kind of like uh, Letterman. Remember David Letterman? He he he, he would back when he was young uh, younger. He would like uh, f with guests really bad, right? But he wouldn't do that to a comedian because a comedian would give you a new nickname that that, that nobody will forget. Sure. Yeah. So, like, one night we were at a show, and these guys are heckling. And uh, Tony, who's really good at that, that's like his skill, just talking about people. I said, Tony, you got to go up there and take care of that, man. They're going to mess up the show. I know you're going up later, but going up now, right? And so Tony goes up there, and he says to these uh, military guys, because Tony was in the Navy, I was in the Marines. And Tony says, uh, he says, uh, Look at y'all making all that noise, looking like the seven dwarfs. And he started pointing at them, sleepy, dopey, and eyes too close together. <laughs> and everybody started kicking their feet laughing, and nobody said nothing the rest of the night. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, he said he felt bad about that because that's his superpower. He don't like to use it on people like that that hard. He said he don't like to usually mess with anybody on shit they can't change because it's too mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's showing, yeah. that's showing his righteousness. You know what I mean? Like Tony, this brother, uh, when the Seahawks were playing the Steelers in the Super Bowl and the refs were cheating, he called me up at halftime and said, Trav, the refs are cheating so bad, I can't even root for my own team. He's a Steelers fan. from He's from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And he said, but the Seahawks fans know now what it was like to be black in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's also it's like yeah. in-your-face truth. That's a comedian mm-hmm. skill. We work to do that. Truth okay? through story. And truth through hmm? story. It's truth through story. story. Yeah. 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 Just like the Bible, all... truth through story. Well. <laughs> well, just compare it. If okay. you can compare the two. Okay, Claire, 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 uh, acting like the yes. Bible is true, I'd rather you talk about guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about truth through story. You know how a story can illustrate it's a theme a or a truth. That's what I meant. Okay. Well, what? Okay. What? A, so here. I, I, okay. I'm glad you said that. You know why? Because I think you're absolutely right, and I think that 
um, the stuff that the pedophiles and uh, the fathers who do stuff to their children, the story mm-hmm. they use to justify that in the Bible is the Lot story after she gets turned to a pillar of salt. Nobody goes past that story. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell the Lot story real quick, right? So the Lot story in my mind as a comedian is uh, Lot is supposed to be the uh, best dude in town. The angels come to visit Lot to tell him, hey, uh, God's about to kill the rest of these folks because they're fucking up. Yeah, or messing up, and um, and uh, Lot says, "Cool, boom." There's a knock at the door because the people in town saw the angels going Lot's house, and they say, "Hey, Lot, uh, you got some new folks over there. Uh, why don't you uh, send them out here so we can fuck them?" And uh, Lot says, basically, "Hey, man, these 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 folks are my guests. Um, I understand you got your needs, so instead, so uh, to appease this mob, I'm gonna send my my two virgin daughters out there." Mm-hmm. And the mob says, "Mob says, hey, uh, we didn't see them bitches. <laughs> we didn't want them. We wanted them. We'd have had them already." And and then boom, the angels tell Lot, uh, uh, "She's about to start. Get your family and go." Uh, fire starts burning down. Lot's wife looks back. It's turned into a pillar of salt. The daughters and Lot go into a cave where they get him drunk and fuck him for two straight That's days. True. And That's I'm thinking true. to myself. Who wrote this? A demon? <laughs> because if somebody's act in the Bible is totally true, then they can justify rape uh, with the rules of uh, rape and we can justify rape and slavery with the rules of rape and slavery that blame the victim, all right? And then this one is what they use to 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 uh, uh, you know I was telling a guy in uh, in Lyft a driver about the whole Trump joke I told you earlier. And I said, man, how does that even happen with people being attracted to the children? And he said he was at the beach with his family. Everybody kind of split off doing their own thing. He saw a chick down the beach, thought she was attractive, and his uh, dick started to get hard, and he realized it was his daughter, and he wanted to throw up. And then he said, some guys don't want to throw up. And I was like, thank you for being honest. You didn't tell me that shit at all. Right? And when I have said that to men, Looking at their face as I'm telling that story, mm-hmm. they scrunch up like, "Ugh, why are you telling me such nasty, yeah. vile shit?" It's like it's like when a guy hears about getting kicked in the nuts and you go, "Right, okay." Um, if, if a person doesn't feel that, and you don't see it in their face, that might be a pedophile. And speaking of might be a pedophile, I gotta say the one thing about the COVID uh, pandemic uh, time we've been in here the last year and a month or so. Uh, uh, prior to this time, when I would see like a forty-year-old white dude walking with a kid, I, I, I'm automatically thinking, "Is this one like a pedophile?" Right? But since the pandemic, I, 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 that particular spider sense has not uh, uh, been ringing loudly. I, I look at, at, at men with, with babies and, and like, "Oh, it looks like a dad with a kid." Does that make sense? Because as a comedian, you 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 you're a noticer, right? So you're like, eh, what? Yeah. Why would this person uh, who's not this person's uh, parent be around this child uh, this much? You know what I mean? You gotta, gotta kind of go there. Anyway, I'm all over the place, but uh, this is your fault for listening. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. I was gone and y'all kept up a thing, and I uh, I, I went into uh, performance mode. When we uh, got the gun control stuff, and just been talking for uh, Sorry. Uh, seventeen, eighteen minutes. No, no. <laughs> but I was just showing you uh, my skills as an orator. Um, 
I have uh, a question. Oh, sure, as you wish. Okay. You know the League of the South got in some trouble. I think it was North or South Carolina. If you had the chance, um, what would you say to them, to Dr. Hill's the leader of that group? How would you convince them that there are League of the South? League of the South. League of the South is. You said League of the South. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm what sorry. I have my phone a different way. It's a hate group. No, 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 no. I don't. Definitely I don't, I don't a hate group. Before. League oh, of really? the South is a group that's organized in the Carolinas. Uh, they sure. beat up, assaulted a man, and there was a big court case. But a lot of the defendants got released because the prosecutor dropped the ball. I had the chance to talk to Dr. Hill back in September of League of the South. When I talk to these people, they're they're very extreme. How do you, what's a good way to, I don't even know how to phrase my question, because uh, you had a question on how do you talk to a, a racist. Oh, similarities. So I think it's about similarities. Okay. okay. Uh, you if you have any advice for me. Okay, so uh, what, uh, uh, your appearance when somebody sees you from a distance, what and, and they're a bigot, what do they think you are? Uh, I'm a pale white lady. Okay. You're a pale I'm white lady. I'm white. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you appear white to to us from a distance. Okay, great. Uh what would you say to like the, the hardcore uh bigot like with like clan hood type, you know, knights of the oh, whatever? Clan is a lot person? softer. Clan is softer oh. than League of the South. League of the South oh, is like, straight oh, out scary. It's, it's, it's like clan with mango. <laughs> yeah. Clan uh, on steroids. Clan with mayo. Clan with mayo. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> and if you don't have an answer, that's fine too. We can go somewhere else. So. Well, no, no. I, I will think about that hard. What would what would I? Um, okay, I'm a little bit undercover right now, so I have to be careful what I say. Um, yes. Okay. So, so yeah, you got to be invited. You got to be slick about it. I've, yeah, I've been invited to some very nefarious uh, gatherings, and uh, well, uh, the maybe, plan maybe. is getting really strong. Do you know Are they have they? a newsletter for the law enforcement now that they send out? Uh, last I checked, it was just four states, but they would send out quarterly this newsletter called Law Enforcement. It's the Clan newsletter. Um, I just. That wow. I can't almost do that to every well, sheriff department, every police department in maybe. those four states. You probably shouldn't say anything, but you should be writing uh, a journal so that when your li- your name pops up on the list, you you can show them that you've just been collecting information and not part of the group. Um, documenting. I, I use the word that, documenting. Yes, I think that uh, I think uh, it would be more helpful uh, for you to. Uh, hopefully, this, hopefully Claire is not your real name, and that. No. Uh, oh, good. Hmm. But, we but I like the name. On, I do <laughs> as well, Claire. Um, yeah, I'm not sad, Claire. I would suggest that you stay undercover around the bigots and be able to wonder <laughs> about their nefarious plans before they come to Richard. <laughs> It's really messing up my head. I'm almost ready to walk away. I am so ready to walk away. Uh, I get that. So, okay, so, well, then how about this then? How about, uh, 
then how about you figure out a way to uh, get all these motherfuckers fired? <laughs> and if they do, and then if the people won't fire them, then everybody can know not to shop or buy or frequent whatever uh, places of employment they have. Because for me, it's oh, talking about right? the share, the police, the police. The oh, the police. Police. oh, they're all police officers. Okay, about the I see police. what you're saying. Well, then, then, therefore, that particular information and membership should be uh, spread uh, to, like, the, uh, what is it called, the Center for something and or uh, different uh, 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 law folks that might need that information, uh, uh, if any of those um, uh Daylight vampires uh, 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 to protect uh, cities. I have spoke. I have spoke to different communities and where I thought there was well, a yeah, need to. Well, we got to watch out. So, what states have the most? So maybe some things like um, like articles, uh, uh, ghosts written by you, uh, published by somebody in some other faraway city. Uh, about the uh, percentage or actual number or names of uh, folks receiving the Klan newsletter and what police forces they're in and on. Um, look, uh, basically, well, one of my, one of the things was, if the good cops can't stop the bad cops, uh, who are we calling good and what's your measurement for good? Now, I used to document murder cases, and really? uh, I would hear the police come in, like the Crutcher case in Tulsa. I was there, and I, I learned quite a bit about how the police are trained. In, in the bigger cities in most states, most of their officers come from rural areas. They'll move to, quote, the big city, where they bring their mm-hmm. – their uh, what's a good word when someone has little that, intelligence – <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, they've never been exposed to anything. They've never been exposed to anything but white. So they come to this big city. They usually get put in disenfranchised areas because they're the new kid on the block, and then they become true right. well, you know, And this you know happens what? a I lot. I thought that too. I thought that maybe they also would take like the soldier who, you know, has. Um, Battle fatigue, shell shock, PSTD, right. TD, mm-hmm. uh, and then stick and stick that person in one of those same type of areas where they can start then treating the American citizens like they are folks in Fallujah. Yeah. 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 This is your fault for listening. Okay, we got uh, this may be too another too heavy for your class. Your what? Podcast. There ain't nothing too heavy. This may this. be too heavy. Okay. There's Watch. nothing too heavy. Nah, 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 nah. We we just talked about cat. Uh, your line is open four oh four. Well, well, first of all, I'll be writing and emailing my congressman tonight about this show and the deplorable things I've heard. I am offended and upset <laughs> and uh, roll tide. Is that roll tide? No, sir. Who is that? Not roll tide. Who is it? Yeah, it's your boy Naj. Uh, What's going on with you, man? Who is it? It's your boy Naj. What's going on with you, man? Oh, what's happening, man? Long time no talk. <laughs> this is <laughs> your yes, fault sir. for listening. 
<laughs> Welcome to the podcast, dummy. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, just so you know, we got a moment for. Are you, ben, it's been, been a long time. We will be doing this again regularly. Uh, I'm glad you found me. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we were just trying to break it down. So go ahead, uh, Claire. Claire was telling us about the uh, Klan with their newsletter, regular newsletter going out to police. They have a law enforcement edition. That, that's what it's called. And then they have the regular Klan paper. Is somebody calling sleep on the phone? I guess I'm worried. I'll be quiet. You know what? You know how bold you got to be? You know how bold you got to be of, of no uh, uh, what, uh, retaliation to have the fucking police edition of the Klan fucking newsletter? Just, I, I've lost words uh, over the last three years. Oh yeah, what I'm saying is the the uh, I was trying to explain to somebody uh, today or yesterday that you know it's Black History Month and everybody's like posting um, different uh, horror stories, but what everybody has to understand is those are the stories that people have been told, those are the stories that people remembered. There are a lot of untold, unknown stories that mm-hmm. are uh, uh, worse, like. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, I, I, we, we can imagine it. So one of my arguments uh, the last couple of days was uh, everybody's been talking about whether or not Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or LeBron is the GOAT or Serena Williams mm-hmm. they, they even include in that. And uh, first mm-hmm. of all, uh, the GOAT, the greatest of all time is Harriet Tubman. Over 10 years, she made 19 trips. <laughs> okay. And, uh, on one foot. Right? Uh, and you can't, you can't compare that to nothing. I mean, uh, most of us know what it would like, uh, what it would be like to leave somewhere you don't ever want to go back. But to then have the courage to go back 19 times to go help people you don't know? Man. Anybody who? who who's doing that? Look, there might be somebody in North Korea or who's doing it now or somebody who did it like with the Berlin Wall maybe, but they weren't doing it barefoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can just yeah. imagine somebody go, Harriet, uh, come on, Harriet. Uh, you already let somebody else go. Uh, nah, honey, just just give me some maple to put on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> we roll it down. Uh, put some chocolate on their feet. Let's go. Exactly. Some, some talcum. Some talcum and some maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Mix, mix, mix that shit yeah. right, boy. <laughs> Powder. Um, Powder. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, mm-hmm. we are uh, – this. so it was called mm-hmm. Funny to the Moon, and we're bringing it back, and it's called now uh, – uh, uh, now, uh, Your Fault for Listening. Your Fault for Listening. Right? Because right. the only way you can be protected from the cancel culture mm-hmm. is to call it something your fault for listening. Right? Well, they offended me on that show. What's the name of the show? Your fault for listening. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> That's why we... Right? Isn't that genius? Come on. Hello. Right. Yeah. Um, you know it. I know some other uh, Seattle Tacoma mm-hmm. comedian friends uh, did a podcast last week. I like their title uh, almost as well. Their title works in the same type of way. Their title, the title is. Uh, it's not. Uh, it ain't about you. <laughs> it ain't about you. Right. 
Right. If it ain't about you, you can't be offended at something who ain't about you. It ain't about you. Right. Yeah. So you you're, you complaining about it? You're you're an intruder. It ain't about you. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on. Right, time so, time out. Time out. Time out. Is somebody sleep? Yeah, it sounds like somebody. Oh yeah, that's probably that, that's South Carolina. South Carolina. No, no, you can you can tell by the you can tell by the the, the snore that he been eating chicken and, and building a chicken coop. He was just, he was oh, that's <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah, that's South Carolina or North Carolina. One, I, I mean, South Carolina. Yeah, you got me. South, South, yeah, South Carolina. Carolina. Big, big difference between the two. Yeah, big difference between the two. North Carolina is still in the industrialized world. You cross that that damn state line of South Carolina, boy, it looked like the 1920s. Oh yeah! Oh, dude, I'm I'm I lived in South in South Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, okay. So I was like five minutes from the border. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I was just like, yo, wake up, bro. <laughs> no, no. Hey, you know what? It's kind of okay, and it's kind of beautiful because it's our first time back. He's mm-hmm. in South Carolina. You know, he said, you know, yeah. hey, we're gonna do a show. What's we three hours different? Uh, hmm. Yeah, he's. Oh, he's it's a three-hour difference, so. It's all this mid, almost midnight there. Uh, yeah, exactly. He posted he'd been working all day. Right. You know, oh yeah, you you, you can almost you can almost smell the the, the takeout box laying next to him. Yeah, he's sleeping good. No, no, yeah, no, no. You said that's funny. That's really funny. But the, the the real truth of the matter is, he earlier was talking about how he's been trying to be self sufficient and he's been trying to eat only canned food and food who he canned himself and he was fishing. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. He probably being from South Carolina. He got that old chicken grease can. What did he say he was? A Geechee? A Gucci? No, no. They be, they be doing them fish fries over there in South Carolina. Them fish fries. Oh, yeah. So he got the itis. <laughs> he got the itis. <laughs> the itis. Um, so, uh, Roll Tide. I mean, uh, Nas. Nas. Um, what up? Uh, since you, since we last talked, I've been working on music. Okay. 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 And so I've done like three. I got I got two songs out. Okay, I got uh, I did a two parody. I did I did a parody. I did what a wonderful uh, a bowl of weed. Uh, which, oh, so, which you, is like so you a, broke out. You broke out the. You broke out the old school. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, like, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, like this. Like what a wonderful bowl of weed was like this. It goes uh, uh, if the people just share. Mm-hmm. We all be happy with a lot less greedy. And I think to my what a wonderful bow. Black, white, that's a pipe, but pack it tight. Um, I did uh, I did the Grinch song. I did the Grinch song as Vader talking about Trump. You a mean one, Mr. Trump. Dividing families at the border. Claiming law in order. Yours is not worth a quarter. Twilight tweeting twit. Um, can you hear me? He, de- he deserves it. Got to get into him. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And so, what? Uh, yeah. So, for my for my new comedy album. So, wh- when you do a new comedy album, what I think about it 
is uh, like Carlin. Mm-hmm. Carlin, um, like everybody called it, you're all diseased or uh, whatever title. The title has to explain how you feel, like mm-hmm. maybe like the last year and a half or two or the time uh, since your last album. So for me, it'll be, I'll be doing like a best of album, but I'll also do an album that has my uh, how, how uh, I'm made to feel watching George Floyd happen during the pandemic and then people not want me to, me to protest about it. Okay? And so the title of the album, you ready for the title? The title is It Ain't Easy Sucking on Evil's Dick. <laughs> right? And so because of that, uh, because of that, I had a brother make me a beat. And so the beat for It Ain't Easy Sucking on Evil's Dick is this is the beat. Check it out. Check it out. It's a beat. <laughs> oh, it ain't Made it easy. Here comes my beat. Thank you. So I had uh, I had him making some beats. I also had him make some beats that I thought would kind of be able to go underneath the talk radio sound, so we can make it a little bit different. Have some audio. Check this one out. We can talk over this one. Watch. This is your vote for listening. <laughs> the yeah. most reverent. That sound like Eric. That sound like some Erica thing over. Some Erica Badu. Yeah. Anyway, so we were mm-hmm. that, that, like that. That sounds like somebody about to get put out. Like the girl gonna put somebody out. That's the Erica Badu. But 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 uh-huh. Charles, real quick, since, <laughs> no. since you brought up since you brought up the album, I got a question I've been wanting to ask for a minute, and and you're a good person to talk to about this. And old boy on, in the background, I don't know his name, but but somebody's you know, echoing. Go ahead. Yeah, so so as far as like comedy albums, back in the day, it would take two years between albums. Dudes would, yeah. you know, they tour, they practice, yeah. they, two and a half years, years, yes, right before they came to the album. So now with this new thing, to where we get specials within year after year after year, like back to back to back. And I'm not gonna say the short person's name. I'm not gonna say that person's name. But do you think that's kind of bringing down the quality of some of these standups we're seeing, man? Because I, dude, I, it, I, I don't make it. Five well, you gotta understand, Kevin Hart now, is man. very physical. He's physical. Yeah, he knew so, exactly. Everybody knew who you was talking about. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm talking about, what you got to understand about him, he's a physical comedian, okay? And mm-hmm. so a physical comedian, an energy comedian, um, like a Martin Lawrence, uh, like a, uh, 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 like an um, Arnez J, um, uh, their content is a little bit different. Well, he ain't Chris Rock, okay? He ain't George Carlin, okay? No. He is a, a, a version of like Seinfeld, right? He's trying to have fun, okay? And that's okay, yeah. okay? Um, and it's just different. Everybody he, can't be George Carlin and Chappelle, right? He's more uh, Chappelle on the other let hand. Me, let me Chappelle's been bringing it, bringing it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He's more like he's more like Jerry Lewis was as a comedian. Yeah, mm. like that. Well, well, he, mm. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's uh, frantic. Okay, where Chappelle, on the other hand, is doing like twenty-seven minute, twenty-minute. Uh, the, the the piece. Did y'all see the piece that Dave Chappelle did on Saturday Night Live? Uh, the Saturday we found out that Trump was no longer the president. No. Yeah, man. Okay, so it was so good. That one. It was so good. You, what you got to understand about it is this: like uh, somebody on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the big funny Facebook, uh, they uh, they wrote when I mentioned the Chappelle piece. They said it was great how he's kind of ad libbing, making that stuff up on the fly. Rhetoric. Here, let's just hang him up. I'm gonna hang him up and let him go to sleep. Please, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, man. Come on, can you guys let him sleep? And just, and just for the future, Travis. One of my uh, real crazy, paranoid black nationalist friends, he says face CIA book every time he says Facebook. So if you want to add that to Oh, I like that. I like that, face CIA book. Hey, you know what's funny about that? Today, I was, and yesterday, I was posting some shit with the word white people in it, and the shit erased before I posted it twice. <laughs> Show <All right. laughs> I had to stop you. But, but look, I, I wasn't trying to critique Kevin Hart just, just per se. I was just talking about just in general. Have you no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know why? Cause look, no, no, because everybody I'm gets into Netflix. comedy. I'm on all these joints. Oh, I, I talk about him like a dog. What are you talking about? First of all, if you're on Netflix, hey, I ain't seen if you're on Netflix, if you're on Netflix, have you watched Arsenio? I can't, I'm trying to cancel him out, but I, I'm having trouble. Uh, if you're on Netflix, have you uh, watched Arsenio special? Mm-mm. Then you're fucking up. Arsenio special is the best stand-up special, uh, with exception of Dave Chappelle, since George Carlin died. Oh, it's dope like that, huh? Yeah, I, I, okay. and you know, I, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm saying, I'll check it out, man. my last, spe- my my my, my comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. album came before Carlin died, and that's why I'm saying it like that. Okay. Hey, I'm trying to hang him up, but I can't. Speak on it, nobody will. That's how that game goes, baby. But yeah, mute him, man. Right. Well, hey. yeah. Or Ingersoll would say, people say, well, uh, why are you saying this? He said, well, I, I thought about waiting for somebody else to say it, but I decided to say it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying right there. Be, um. Uh, so yeah. So uh, okay, I think I can I can I can raise him now. Let me see X. I think I got him. He's gone. Bam. Ah, good night. <laughs> you should have good let night, us say, say tell him good night. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got to. Hey, hey man, that brother was dreaming about us, talking shit about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if I didn't know he was working hard all day, I'd have been like, go to the toilet, dude. You know. <laughs> You know, start making fun of the machine. Something. Yeah. Five hour energy. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so um look. Everybody gets into comedy wherever they get in, right? So if you get in on a physical comedian, if you're like us or and you like uh, a regular person where your your uh tolerance and your taste buds uh, increase and you want the better and better and better and better stuff, uh, then eventually maybe you'll get to George Carlin, right? Uh, and if you get to George luck. Carlin, <laughs> right? Good luck. Right. Once you get to George <laughs> Carlin, uh, you got to know that whatever yeah. you thought was true prior to that, he's going to break that shit down so tight to you 
Oh, here's one I did uh, on the other podcast with Tony. But uh, Road Tide, did you ever hear my 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 joke I used to do about? Um, I'm did, not Road Tide because be- I feel like I feel like Road Tide is like some right wing internet troll. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, well, actually, no, Road Tide is a Road Tide is a brother who had a voice very similar to yours. That's why I keep making that error. Okay, oh, and okay. Uh, okay. he and he come on. No, he come on funny to the moon uh, and be righteous, just like you and uh, and the other people who 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 who, who found us. No, 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 no. You confused. Me. That, that was me. That wasn't Road Tide, or or maybe that was a screen name back then. Who knows? That was a lot of liquor in the go. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying your voice is very similar. Okay, I ain't got no liquor, but I'm sure Tony, I'm sure Tony does over there. Um, right. Shout uh, out to the all-knowing Samoan. Yeah, I used to rock with y'all boys. The all-knowing Samoan. Yeah, uh, we Tony and I did a show about a year uh-huh. ago at this little cafe right before the pandemic and shit. Um, uh, Tina, he has a shop now. It's uh. uh where he has, um, he does a uh, lots of you know that uh, woodwork, huh? Carpentry, woodwork. Yeah, he, he got all kind of stuff he's been doing. Uh, I, I told people Tana uh, was actually Jesus. People didn't know, man. He's a carpenter, long haired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tana said that Tracy Morgan stole his joke and did it on the Eddie Murphy uh, Mark Twain Award thing. And Tana put a uh, small curse on Tracy Morgan, and that's when his truck got hit by the, his, yeah. got hit by the truck. <laughs> no, yeah. that was – yeah, yeah. And so how about this one? Oh, right, by the way, Road Tide, one of the last jokes oh. that Tana did before the pandemic, like on stage, he said uh, – he said uh, – I just told – I told him earlier. He said, uh, I'm glad I'm not full white. Because uh, no, he said it. Sorry, he said I'm glad I'm not full Samoan, because I would have maybe never come to this country, uh, served in the Marine Corps, and I'm glad I'm not full white, because because uh, then I wouldn't share. <laughs> he said, he said y'all came here, you killed all the indigenous people, you burnt down the teepees, and now your kids are in ten cities doing meth. Maybe y'all should let the teepees alone. <laughs> so cool. So what about this concept, you guys? Uh, I was talking to one lady about this one day, that the um, what really is, this is is here in America is that the Europeans are an invasive species that uh, 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 shouldn't be here, but they act like an invasive species, killing off indigenous persons, uh, wreaking havoc. Um, other horrors. Hello. It, it, it's tough. Yeah. No, it, it's tough. We, whenever you start talking about that, especially in a real historical way, you're going to come to some conclusions, and none of those conclusions are good because it'll make you generalize. It'll make you come up with concepts that aren't good for humanity. But at a certain point, it's like, God damn, look at the results, man. It's like, man. Yeah. Well, put, how about this one? Ground. When I saw, yeah, when I saw that uh, Zimmerman was suing Trayvon Martin's family for $10 million. You know what my first thought was? Trayvon don't and, and don't and never existed. Because if you were an uncle, you know, to Trayvon, mm. and this woman is your sister, and then this, this man that mm. killed your nephew, right, made your mm. sister cry, and then going to sue her for $10 million, mm. he got to die. Right? Yeah. And See, nobody the, the, the trouble even with spent that is in his past. 
feds, well, he got feds around him. That's the tough part about that. So that's why nothing's ever happened to him. Ah, so they're waiting. They want somebody to do something. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're doing it. You know what? I thought that too. I I thought I watched the George Floyd tape. Oh, you mean? Okay. I've been bumping into him and stuff like that, and they can't. Believe me, they would have. I, real people. But I'm have saying, I'm saying, I think a better choice would be. I mean, pre-pandemic, this choice might have worked. Now, now it's a bad idea. If let's say it's not a pandemic, yeah. if you just found out he was going to a bar in the regular, and every time he went there, people just drove it in and spit in front of the bar. Then people in the bar, <laughs> hey, you can't come around here. Why? Because motherfuckers are spitting. But now they would charge you with attempted murder because of the COVID. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, oh but see, Jesus. But that's the thing. Like, in, in respectable places, he's persona non grata. Like, he's not going to be welcome in most respected places. But on the underside of that, in the in the right-wing mm-hmm. hemisphere, he's right. a celebrity. He can, he can sign right. an autograph a gun, sign a picture, and make money off it. So he's a celebrity. They love him, yeah. And, and this is – and, look, I ain't talked to you all in a while, so this is something we really going to have to hit on. We always talked about the Joker gene. What we didn't prepare ourselves for – was the intellectual virus in America right now. So you see this with Trumpism, and you see this with the right-wing kind of ecosystem on YouTube and Facebook and everything else, where they can create their own reality. They thought, on January 6th, they're going to arrest Joe Biden and Trump's going to be president again. Like, grown-ass people believe that shit, bro. And, and they yeah. Did you, did you, did you see the friends? brother in the, in, the, in the Capitol pictures? They had the one brother. With, and, <laughs> oh, and his wife. Line. I, I, I posted on Facebook. I said, Somebody please come get their cousin. And But you could tell. I started having empathy for him because you could tell by the line in his hair that he ain't never really been around oh, no man. real black folks. No. Right? Never. Okay? Never. And so... Um, and then you got the Candace Owen chick, you know, talking about the right wing chicks. Yeah, yeah, you know, what, you, 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 know, you know, she is. Ill. She's just gripping. You know, it's just a con. You know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What she is, <laughs> she, she is she's just exactly. lucky enough to look like a broke ass Oprah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. And uh, white uh-huh. people love her. They love her. She's their Oprah. Okay, mm-hmm. because uh, but but, uh, but if you saw, did you see Dave Chappelle eight four six? Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> and that one did he wear Candace Owen out? Also earlier in the podcast, what you didn't hear me say was um, just so you know, uh, Tina went through and looked at every a uh, 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 piece of uh, uh, video about Michael Jackson, and he said. There's no evidence that Michael Jackson ever even pushed anybody, let alone his pedophile shit, right? And so how I said that really tightly is, you know Michael Jackson didn't do it. Number one, he's a perfectionist, okay? So he ain't got time to think about pedophile shit, right? So I saw an article that said with Billie Jean, they said, do you know how many takes Michael Jackson did, uh, uh, Nas? He did uh, 91 takes. Billy Jean. And they use take crazy. two, okay? <laughs> that ain't no pedophile doing that shit, right? And so I said, how I did it in joke form was, I said, I know Michael Jackson didn't do that shit because he's able to resist that home alone, uh, those home alone lips. Okay? And even Macaulay <laughs> so, Culkin uh, said that Michael Jackson never did shit. And, and the, Macaulay Culkin can say that because he got his own money. 
Yeah, well, you well, see what look, I'm saying? As an as, as, as amateur person, I'll, I'll just say this, and, and, and it's simple. This is some hood shit. Every person we know who's a, a monster or a pedophile or, or whatever type of sexual deviant you want to talk about with physical activity, they don't pick and choose one or two. Like they have a, you right. know, they have an issue, and they push that issue. So when you tell me this guy hosted hundreds of kids at his home and only two are saying that, like, making this claim, and the two that are making this claim both have families that were in financial distress and had tried to make other, mm. like, frivolous lawsuits. Like, yeah, this, this is nonsense. You know that all day. And, and when you know that Mike Jackson got charged with 14 charges and he got acquitted on all of them, nobody has 14 charges and get acquitted of all of them. That, that, that don't happen. Okay? <laughs> Facts. Okay? Right. That'd be it number one. Number two, along with what you're saying is, they said that when they went and searched Neverland Ranch, he said all they found was one briefcase that had a hustler and a penthouse and a playboy in it or something. That's some regular dude shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Matter and that's fact, old kind of school proves. regular dude shit having your <laughs> right. shit. So he knows he got kids around there, and he got in a briefcase hidden so nobody even finds it. <laughs> okay? Probably went right? through a Think whole scenario, that. had an assistant buy it. Had to keep it under rat light. Yeah, he probably went through a whole. Yeah, day, you know he mean? put on his uh black his fake old get. white man suit. Yeah, <laughs> to go buy some porno. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the one with the titties. <laughs> yeah, give me some. I want the play and play. What a what a privilege <laughs> life we lead to where we could just go and look up stuff. But our grandfathers was stuck. Having to go through the rigmarole of buying one of those magazines, and that was the boom. Oh, I got one of them. I know. Or, or, yeah, or, yeah, or the newspaper, or you know, wow. getting it, getting it, well, yeah, getting right it from your cousin. My grandfather was born. My grandfather was born in 1911. It's, it's, it's so my grandfather was born in 1911, and he got to see Tiger Woods. So he went all the way from uh, not only covered in white mm. drinking fountains. He went from, nigga, you better not think about getting a drink, 1911. <laughs> you know, all the way yeah. to Tiger Woods. But he never got the porn hub. Is that what you're saying? He never got the porn hub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's wild. Uh, you know, what's also weird about porn. You, you, you click on porn, and, um, and so you kind of see the trends, right? So, like, when I worked in the porn store, I would just, like, go through all the titles to find out what the funniest title was because that's my world, funny, right? So mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the porns, it was, uh, like, a 5254 five, skinny white chick and, uh, and, like, big buff brothers on the cover, like, you know, like five or six of them. And the title of the porn was Sophia Has a Negro Problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I'm not you mad at the company. The question to ask is, how was there that big audience for that? That's the question to ask on that one. Well, how about this? Uh-huh. There is a big audience. So think about Obviously. that. Now. You're very, very true. It's very interesting. There is an audience for it, but it's um, uh, there's a certain segment of guy, uh. Uh, uh, my assumption it would be Caucasian fellas in general, right? Or or some weird Negroes too. But I don't know who, right? I don't know Negroes like this that enjoy watch somebody fuck their woman. 
I mm. don't know how they get there in their heads, but they're there, right? But for yeah. some reason, yeah. not, they're out there. Let, let, let me let me piggyback on that when you're done, because that's a whole nother. Please go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> okay, so uh, a very important part and popular part of the, the, the Trumpism group became this thing, cuckold. Now, when everybody was reading this online at first, we, regular folk didn't know what the hell that was. Okay, what, what, what the fuck are they talking about? What is that? What's a cuckold? And yeah, then you exactly. looked it up, exactly what you just described. So then when people looked it up and saw what it was, they were like, oh, damn, that's crazy. I didn't know, you know that that was a thing that people got off on that. So the question to ask yourself is, how the hell did Trump land know about that when the rest of us didn't know about that? Because, that's the because <laughs> yeah, but think about it. Think about what, okay, so, look, okay, so one of the things that me and Tina talked about over the years was about fetishes and how you get there, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the thoughts was if your fetish uh, is, is blank, you can get there all kind of crazy ways, right? But if mm-hmm. your fetish has shit in it, it can only come from shit. Okay, shit has to be in, okay, because <laughs> nothing, nothing matches that. There's no, there's no shit light, okay? But, um, but the cuckold stuff, could that just be dudes that are gay in Bible Belt areas who've had their actual desires so suppressed that all they can result to is sucking some niggas cum out of their woman's mm. pussy. Mm. I mean, makes sense. Logical conclusion. It makes sense. Right? Yeah. Right? I, um, you hate black so much, you, you don't want the black to that. touch you, but but you want that sweet, that sweet nigga nectar. How <laughs> <laughs> do you explain that, man? What, what they they, huh? they online calling each other cucks and all this other shit. Nobody else knows what a cuck is, and then we find out. We're like, yo, look, that's what y'all are. Right. <laughs> like, so think about it. So think about it. If, if if you're talking, if you're listening to biggest talk, right? Then I guess if you're like a really hate black person, I guess to say, uh, and you probably like uh, sucking niggas' dicks, right? That would be uh, uh, an insult to them, right? No, no, I don't like monkeys. I, I only suck dicks in the Confederate. You know what I mean? Um, I only suck Confederate dicks. I mean, I, I don't get it. Okay, I really don't. Um, hey, 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 so, hey, look, Travis. They they can lie to me. They can lie to you, but they can't lie to their subconscious. So when they're alone at night, and they gotta go to whatever they gotta go to to get their little jollies off, that subconscious mm. comes out. Sigmund Freud wishes he was alive right now to look to kind of to look at the mind of a Trump. Mm. Like, dude, that's. That's some next level mm-hmm. shit. That's on level. Huh? Yeah, it's next level. But I'm on level. But, so, so, your but I have been checking out like the but well one but think about this with the fetishes, the um the BDSM and the S and M and all that stuff, right? I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Think about this. You gotta have you gotta be rich. Then you gotta buy outfits. <laughs> right. Special like, loops and hooks and and, and stuff. Well, I right? mean, and that some people play video games. That's that yeah. shit ain't cheap either. So no, it ain't. <laughs> it's uh, like anything else. It's like anything else. Though you're addressing trauma. So if you got certain ideas about what what it is that, that makes you happy, 
You're addressing yeah. some trauma that happened to you early on, man. Oh, right. Right. Um, yeah. That's really deep. Yeah. When you really think about it. Um right. Yeah, we're talking about um Hey, we're we, talking we about, all got uh, a partner that's that's in a relationship where you like, damn, I wouldn't take that shit. <laughs> where you see him getting talked to a certain way or treated where you like, man, I right. was over her as years ago. We all got somebody we know that's in a situation, or you know, one of your your woman friends or cousins, where you like, damn, you went back to that motherfucker again, and you want to call me afterward? Like, nah, I'm not finna, <laughs> I'm finna listen to this right. again. Y'all gonna be back together next week? Right. Um, I had one of my old jokes was about the Viagra for women. I said, but on the commercial, the warning says only works on women with physical problems, does not work on women with mental problems. And I'm thinking, that shit don't work. <laughs> right? I, said, I said, all women are crazy. I said, Who's crazier, men or women? Women. Because women actually believe the next guy is going to be different. Right? I said, men, we know all women are crazy, but to us, it only depends on what kind of crazy. Can we deal with your crazy? And what are we going to get for dealing with your crazy? And that's how we describe you to our friends. We go, yeah, man, she's crazy, but. Crazy, but look at that ass. Right. Crazy, yeah, crazy, hey, crazy hey, but hey, you know I love regular, titties, man. Wait a minute, here's a punchline coming. Punchline coming. Punchline uh, uh, coming. Uh, 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 I said, crazy, but I love titties. And then uh, sometimes your woman uh, leaves the room and your buddy's over for dinner. And your buddy says to you, hey, man, why do you let her talk to you that way? And you're like, look at this. <laughs> If this woman ain't laughing, she can't cook. <laughs> and the crowd just bust out laughing, right? Because that's the truth. A, a woman who can cook, we cracking up on that moment, right? Because she knows she can cook. She knows that. Uh, that's I'm not one stupid woman. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought no, no, I was we, muted. No, no. <laughs> Never no, let no, a man no, know that you can cook. Never let a man know that you can cook. Then he'll expect the food. Uh-uh. No. You know what's funny you know, about get that, Claire? takeout menus. You know what's funny about that, Claire? Is that mm-hmm. sounds like a Joan Rivers joke. Okay? Well. Joan Rivers on a special <laughs> on HBO. On a special on HBO, um, she had these uh, note, note card uh, uh, files. And the person's interviewer, she said, oh, I got all kinds of jokes. She just reaches in, pulls out one, like a note card. And then she said, uh, why should I learn how to cook? So mm-hmm. some, so my husband can tell some whore how good my cake tastes. <laughs> 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 it's so tight. That's funny. It's so tight. Uh, yeah. And so that's what my mind does, Claire. You brought up something. I just went, what, what, what comedian said that shit best ever? Okay. So I'm, <laughs> right? Isn't that tight? That's super tight. Right. Kind of I weird. found when your Facebook activist, page, by the way. The last you time say? you posted was I found your Facebook page, and the last yes. time you posted was February ninth. Do you have any shows coming up or? No, 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 no. You didn't find my Facebook page. You found my maybe comedian page, but really it's a page. I, you looked at the big funny, but no, no. Yeah, uh, the big funny. Travis Simmons Facebook dot com slash the big funny. That's the actual URL. That's my Travis Simmons page. I've been posting okay. some vicious stuff today. As a matter of fact, Ooh. I'm mm. gonna. I was about to, uh, with my da- Huh? What did you say? CIA yeah. book. Oh, face CIA book, exactly. Because basically my face <laughs> had it where you could have unlimited uh, 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 people on your um, page, and then Facebook switched it up, and, uh, and now you limited it to 5,000 on your page. 
Um, uh, so today on Facebook, I posted some vicious shit today. Um, I posted one picture. It was a picture of uh, Star Trek. Picard and Dr. Crusher is in the picture. And he's like leaned up mm-hmm. against her. And, and the post says, when oh. your girl wants you to stretch her, her queef chapel for the first time, but she doesn't know your ham can that was so fat it has a GERD certificate. <laughs> this is your fault for listening. I had this. I had this shit. So right there, Claire, shit hey, hey Claire. Hey Claire. Claire. Yes. Right there, you told on yourself, okay? Because the way you uh, the way you laugh, like subtly, like <laughs> you did. <laughs> So I have me, all different types of laughs. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh, Nas, um, I was telling them that my character I've been doing is Art Vader. He's an alternative universe Vader that came to Earth and fell in love with the artist activists like Elvis Gerald, Mark Twain, uh, James Baldwin, <laughs> Paul Robeson, right? And so I, I walk around the city as, as, as Darth Vader, right, because I can do the voice. And uh, and somebody asked me, why do you be doing Darth Vader all the time? I said, because Darth Vader is the only black thing bigots respect. He's a planet-killing, child-killing <laughs> monster. They want to be or have on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> right? True. Oh, my that. gosh. Right? It's the truth, though. That's what he really is. He's a planet-killing, child-killing monster. That they want to be or have on a beach, uh, uh, have on a leash. Um, one right. of the things I posted, by the way, the title of this episode, talking to white people about capitalism and racism and other uh, oh. uh, and other stuff. Um, your fault oh, for listening I'm, I'm to Blog Talk Radio. I missed that portion. Yeah, yeah, we definitely Isn't that cool? That. Oh, no, no, this yeah, is part now, one. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they start referring to you as a Canadian, that, that's another word, code word for the N-word in the Klan world. I found that out. What is it? What what is the cold word for N word? So if they do Canadian. like a public, yeah, they'll they'll start talking about Canadians. They're not talking about Canadians. You know, they're talking about African Americans. You know, really? a lot of different Damn code words they use now. It, it's like the Klan can't even call people N word anymore. They have to come up with code words. <laughs> like, think about the terrorists. So hold, hold on, hold on. Think about your raggedy terrorist organization that has rampaged through this country for centuries or decades and caused uh-huh. problems, and they're now limited to trying to figure out code words to say what they want to say. I love it. It's beautiful. Me it's too. Beautiful. You're right. They've been so you think, pushed so there into the shadows to the point to where they got to come up with code words and can't say what they want to say directly. So uh-huh. I, I love uh-huh. it. Beautiful thing. Have you ever seen um have you ever seen Dave Chappelle's bit about the origin of the word nigga? And he said, uh, we 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 need a word to call these doctors. <laughs> like, he said, uh, how about he said uh he said uh how about he said Ebenezer. He said, How about no gooder? He said, let me try it in a sentence. Get off of my porch, you no gooder. Mm, doesn't quite roll off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, this is your they fault kept, they, they kept going till they got to the work. <laughs> and and, oh, and the piggyback of, yeah, on yeah. what y'all were just talking Oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, Canadians. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to tell you something super funny uh, real quick. And I'll tell you something super funny, and then let's get all the way into uh, them calling the uh, N-word name thing. Uh, uh, Roll Tide, I was watching on Amazon, and everybody don't like Amazon, and neither do I necessarily, okay? But Amazon, it's Darth Vader Amazon pulled off the greatest coup of all time. Coming to America 2, Coming to America uh, sequel, was scheduled to come out December 17th. On like December twelfth or eleventh, Amazon bought that for two, bought it for two hundred twenty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever Eddie, because in the article it said they uh, they they offered two hundred twenty five million, but they haven't talked to Eddie yet. <laughs> right? Okay. Ain't that cool? When you heard when I heard that, I was like, woohoo! Right? Oh yeah. And that, so that, dude, uh, that's next level intellectual property, man. That thing is valuable. Next level, oh, right? Man. So think about it. If you got a few billion dollars, Roll Tide, or how about this? If right now I said, so look, Coming to America is coming out on March 5th, okay? NBA All-Star Game is on March 7th, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually uh, big black movies come out either uh, 4th of July, Christmas, or the NBA All-Star Game, all right? Uh, Kevin Hart mm-hmm. uh, had four movies come out, NBA All-Star Game, uh, two with The Rock, one with Will Ferrell. And he, at that time, four years in a row, was the MVP of the Celebrity uh, uh, All-Star Game. Okay? Uh, but my question is, if you had a chance right now, you can somebody give you $200 million, or you could have the rights, like Amazon, to come into America too, what would you do? Oh, I'm taking coming to America too. I'm going to make this right? in the first few years. Yeah, In the first man. couple of weeks, you're going to make it because everybody's watching mm-hmm. that shit uh, first day. You know, I know everybody's watching Damn it first day. Just our, everybody who's seen it, everybody black's watching it. Everybody white over 35 is watching it, right? In yep. an interview about seven months ago, uh, Eddie Murphy said that James O. Jones just finished filming his part for Coming to America 2. And they added to the cast, spoiler alert, Wesley Snipes, Tracy Morgan, and Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And you ain't seen Morgan Freeman in trailers. Right? <laughs> Who are you watching that first day? I ain't letting nobody tell me shit about that movie. I'm watching that shit first day. Right? right. Okay, so anyway. <clears throat> I forgot where I was going with all of that. Uh, uh, oh, Eddie Murphy, Coming to America. Um, Canadian, where we were. Canadian. Go ahead. <laughs> No, 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 because we also hit Amazon and we had to backtrack for the other thing. So the Amazon thing. Yeah, what was it? Imagine. Oh, Amazon. Imagine, yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, so imagine you run a, a capitalist monopoly so raggedy and so bad as far as working conditions, stealing from workers, labor, wages, everything else, that you're able to accumulate so much wealth that you can pay $30 billion in a divorce settlement and turn around and buy coming to America for $200 million, and think about buying the Redskins. That's you know what? ridiculous Joker gene. He should. You know what? Based if on he wanted to get some good love, <laughs> if he wanted some good love, he should buy the Redskins and change the name. That would give him some love, right? <laughs> well, so yeah. well, one of the things I remember the Washington football team now. So you know, buddy, oh, really? he backed down off that. Yeah, they're the they're the Washington football team. They're still waiting to get Washington a name football because Snyder hasn't figured out a way to do it. But now they're trying well, to get him to sell because Bezos wants the team. Oh, good. 
Well, it's kind of like the yeah, good. Because um, uh, well, Bezos has the Washington Post, so yep, he wants to. Well, look, Amazon's going. You know, hey, man, everybody's going. Hey, man, who's going? Why wouldn't I pay whatever it costs to get Amazon for a month? Uh, matter of fact, as soon as they bought it, coming the old coming to America popped up on on Amazon on the front. Mm-hmm. Amazon does have a, a one really good series. It's called The Boys. It's like superheroes that are like jerks. Yeah, and ruthless. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really good. Actually, I was surprised. Homelander. Uh, shout out to Homelander. Yes, shout out to Homelander. I um, also I've been watching um, I've been watching uh, The Mandalorian a little bit. I'm like a couple episodes left of season two. Because um, we, I, I did a Baby Yoda song, y'all, uh, 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 Nas. Uh, I did it as Louis Armstrong, and I flip-flopped the words like this. <clears throat> Yoda baby, Yoda baby, Yoda baby for me. Yoda baby under the tree, December 23. <laughs> but but uh, season two of Baby Yoda's in the environment, so we got to rewrite that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I told them earlier, uh, huh? Uh, Snowfall. That's the other one. Check out Snowfall, man. It's pretty good. I'll write that down. Snowfall. Oh, I can't Can get down that? with that, man. I just want to watch another. I no, I just can't get down with another show showing how they poisoned our community and shit, man. I don't want to see that. So you're saying that watching the plight of brothers and sisters is not for for, for giggles or 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 yeah, it's hmm. not for shit and giggles to watch but how, that shit. Man. But how is anybody going to know what they did if somebody don't show it? Well, yeah, yeah, and, and then at the same well, time, was, it's I, another level. It's another level to it because basically you California, have American so. racism, which you yeah, I got you. American racism, which you can basically call an apartheid. You cover it up in different excuses every generation. So the past generation, the 90s excuse was, oh, well, it was the crack epidemic. No, actually, it was the low yeah. unemployment that made crack a viable trade for people to get into, and then the violence tied to right. it. Similar to what? Mm-hmm. Prohibition, where the Italians, Irish, and everybody else fought over the trade. But with black people, and then so, it was also some somebody said that uh, it was NWA, their album came out. Yeah, but also, good. they said the NWA's album came out before that. Even like ten percent of the people were were were, were affiliated with the gang. He said after that, everybody was in it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. Nah. It's just the gangs were different way back in the day before they came. See right there. Okay. I love this show because I can say something, and people on my show will be like, "Nigga, you're wrong." <laughs> nah, nah. And that's yeah, beautiful, right? Because I was a b-boy. I was a, look, look, check out that Fred Hampton. I was a b-boy. Good idea. The gang you know what? I, yeah, I, hold it. Right, I started see, watching the Fred Hampton thing. Okay, look. I started watching the Fred Hampton thing, and I turned it off after about six minutes. The reason is, is because I <laughs> didn't really know exactly what – I didn't remember what Fred Hampton's voice sounded like. So I want to go back and watch his real speeches or whatever they had before I watched the uh, fictional version of oh, him. Because, yeah, that because did of an the, amazing job, though, getting that voice. Because of the way that is a difficult Spike voice. Lee did, did uh, uh, Stokely Carmichael, Kwame Ture in uh, The Black Klansman, the way he did him in that video, in that movie, was so dirty. Me and Tana started calling mm-hmm. uh, Spike Lee uh, Spookly. 
<laughs> well, well, think about it. Spike Lee's a middle class, passed down kid, uh, brownstone kid. Bougie. He's not actually a hood kid. The black, exactly, black bourgeoisie. So of course he's gonna come to those conclusions. He would make a movie about black Klansmen, about an undercover who would actually go after SNCC, CORE, and all these radical black groups and, and try to prop that man up as if he ain't nothing but a damn traitor. So, that, that, I mean, I'm not surprised. About but also, it's, it's the watering down of the, um, of the black orators in the movies. It's like in the movie Selma. You going to give me some... Uh, uh, oh, man, uh, Ava Dunbaray. Same class of black folk, black black bourgeoisie, Jack and Jill group. She makes a movie and makes Snick and Core and the radicals appear as if they're not only inefficient but they're stupid and they don't have any political motives or ideas and they needed King and company to come in and kumbaya everything. Like the way that she played that movie showed you her class interest. Now when we talk about black folks and we don't talk about class. We can see that huge mistakes can be made when, when you when you don't see that you know that that huge obstacle right there, the black bourgeoisie, right? And, the and, and you can't regular black. And look, I can have empathy for them, and I can and I can figure out reasons to not blame them for doing whatever they got to do in this thing. But they they ain't helping. Uh, matter of fact, here's some right, information right. that you uh, y'all maybe never heard. Uh, I watched an interview with Eddie Murphy and Al Roker. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Al Roker was interviewing Eddie Murphy like a couple of days ago. And Eddie Murphy said that Coming to America was supposed to be the mo- a movie that was an all-black cast. But the studio made them put at least one white person in there. And Eddie started, you can see his eyes searching. He said, we start thinking, well, who? He said, well, who's the funniest white guy I know that's a friend? And that's why Louis Anderson's in the movie. Mm. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and it's deep, too, right? Right, so then right. somebody it's, asked this question. It's true. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a cannabis cough, not a COVID cough. Um, <laughs> uh, so Free what cannabis, if? Uh, so yeah, why? So here's something you got to ask: Why wouldn't Eddie Murphy and Will Smith and Denzel do a, and Sammy Jack do a movie together and just turn this motherfucker out and make everybody go? Maybe because they can't. Maybe because some of them. You know, yeah. when the family be killed, yeah. you know. What, what, uh, what yeah. about Will? Yeah. Will making that movie with his son, where he tried to fund everything, the production on it, and all that other stuff. And what did they get? Immediate backlash from critics, not shown in all movie theaters, and all type of rigmarole they had to run through. So, when you go against the machine, the machine definitely will react. But, but to your previous, and then the next thing you know, the, he's the, playing the, the actor, a gun toting brother in the the movie with Harry <laughs> Quinn or whatever his name is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But but to your previous point, the the English actor who played uh, Fred Hampton, he did a really good job, bro. Because Fred Hampton has a unique, yeah. strange voice. And the part about he the really movie that's kind of killing though is Daniel was an old dude, and Fred was killed at twenty one. Most of his work yeah. he did as a late teenager. Like we're talking about an exceptional, revolutionary, evolved mind type of dude. This dude yeah. put together this group with the young patriots, the white group, the white kids from the poor area of Chicago, uh, the Puerto Rican kids, the young lords. That's what created what was so-called the Rainbow Coalition. Years later, Jesse would take that on and create the political version of so-called Rainbow Coalition. But this was all from, you know, we're talking about a teenager. This dude was talking to gangs in Chicago back then. 
Like, yo, I, I got to talk to you about something important. And they respected him enough to take the meeting and listen to him and deal with him. So we, we're talking about a serious dude. So, again, it's a movie. So, so a movie you're right. Yeah, so I, I watched much of it. Um, okay, so I'm going to watch the movie now because you said that. <laughs> but it's worth, I it's worth watching, but so, it's still a movie. You know? You know, okay, but here, one of my jokes is this. Yeah, I said, still uh, entertainment. Uh, so you have to understand, me, mm-hmm. I, love, I used to love movies, and uh, 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 I, I actually tortured myself. This is, you talk about some BDSM, okay? This is some freak shit here. I uh, watched Precious and the Blind Side on the same day, back to back. Sir, on sir, Oscar Sunday. sir, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> right? Oh, there are levels to that, man. Whoa! Right? Okay, yeah. check it out. Check it out. But guess what? I, I haven't seen Precious, but but you check it out. Check I, it out. I will check never it, see check, 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 check it out. Check it out. Check yeah. it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. I watched Precious and the Blind Side on the same day, and guess what? I realized. Wow. They are both the same movie. They are mm-hmm. Green Mile two and three. <laughs> two big black unlucky <laughs> mumbling bitches. They need help from somebody lighter than them. <laughs> and are surrounded by no good niggas everywhere they are. Okay? So, right. the blind side, you got this big, giant, strong uh, brother, and only the white woman can see. You can protect my white boy son, you know, or whatever it is, right? Okay? But, okay? Yeah. Niggas watching that football, they, they, they know who they man, yeah, yeah, they have his ass doing sit-ups. Okay, so anyway. Uh, 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 I.e. Uh, Serena and uh, 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 Venus. 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 Okay. Next, uh, about that same thing, Uh, uh, Precious, on the other hand, um, Paul Mooney said, he said, who wrote this, a demon? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, an actual demon. When you have to understand the plot, and how I broke it down in the joke, and I broke it down is this. I said, uh, first of all, you got to look at this movie. I watched this movie. It's a black woman. Her mother's kicking her ass. Her father's fucking her. Her mother kicks her ass some more. Uh, She has a baby, signs up that her daddy gave her AIDS, right? And uh, then I found out that shit was fake. It was made up. I'm, but I'm, as you're watching it, it's like somebody's telling – it's like a real story. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, and, it's like, and then, okay, so I'm, I'm about to piece something together for you. It's going to blow your mind. So Color Purple, I liked it as a kid, okay? I, I like music. I like, I like church music even though I'm not religious, right, because I understand that it, it can move you, right? And then uh, the song in, in Color Purple, maybe God's trying to tell you something, right? And the singing and, ah, and Whoopi and Harpo mm-hmm. and, and her uh, knocking the old white man out, you know, getting her, uh, her uh, Mrs. Tibbs moment, right? All that, right? But my father didn't like it, right? He said, like, I like it was on there. I mean, turn that shit off or right? something like that, right? And uh, the James Baldwin uh, 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 press club interview, uh, uh, a speech interview, uh, they asked him about the color purple. And he said, I, really, I, I thought the movie was awful, really. <laughs> he said, if you're going to give me that oh, man. He said, uh, he said, he said, I thought the movie was awful, really. He said, if you're going to give me that man, uh, that black man, and give me the catalog of his, of his crimes, uh, he has to be something more than black. If it was Paul Newman, the man would be an alcoholic, and you would know he was sick. <laughs> but, but, 
He said, but, uh, but if he's black, he just has to be black, and that's what. And I was like, damn, get him. Get him, James Baldwin. I didn't no, understand no what he said it like that. No redeemable qualities. Mm, yeah, the worst right. On Earth, why are you, why are you, why are you doing that? So it's the same thing, right? So it's, 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 uh, and, and with Precious, it's, it, that's Lee Daniels, another confused sorry Negro. I wanted to sorry. Another Oprah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friend of hers. Okay, so here we go. How about this? So Lee Daniels did the butler. Oh, he did the oh, butler, oh, right? Let me, no, no, let me go back to the other one before you do that, because i got to go back Call to the damn blind side. Cause this, this, oh, oh, the blind, blind side, side. and, and, and Precious, this. yeah. This has to be said. Remember, this kid was an all-state football player, one of the best in Mississippi, being recruited by everybody. This family, Mississippi State alums, wanted this kid to go to Mississippi State. That's why they took him in. Mm-hmm. They didn't see some homeless black dude walking down the street and decided they were going to do something for him. This was recruiting in the SEC. This is how it goes down. They were able to put him in a better place as far as financially in order to steer him to go to their, uh, you know, their, their, their alma mater. That was the purpose they, of it. They so the movie to help the, where you make hey, this. Hey, on you. Where you where repeat you, what you just said. They weren't trying to help the child. They just wanted him to go to the M-I-S-I-V-V-I. So the movie, where they're presenting it as, he's just this big dude, and the woman had to teach him how to block so he could get a scholarship. Like, it's nonsense. And then you got her going into the hood and calling dope boys bitches and, and making them back down because she cares so much about this kid. Like, bro, right. the amount of white and and, and disrespect in that movie. Like, dude, when a white I don't remember the, I don't like the punchline to the joke. I almost fought him. I'm like, what? what, what you like that movie? They told me they like that movie and The Help, and I damn near wanted to fight him because I felt like okay, it was so, Okay, so, okay, ha, ha. Here we go. I remember now. And then I did a thing about the help. And I said, then came the help. And the title, and, and, and it, it should have been, the help was PG-13, but it really should have been NC-17 titled, Help Me, Motherfucker. Because <laughs> right? in that movie, all the black men are are, 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 uh, are just rotten, uh, demas- uh, emasculated, whatever the word is, like the one brother who... He's walking with the sister, and here come the, the, the crazy white dudes. And he runs away from her as fast as the other brother ran in Get Out. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but what I was trying to say about the, uh, you were talking about the, no, the blind side. No, the blind side. Go back to the blind side again. And then I remember when Sandra Bullock won the Academy Award. For that movie, mm-hmm. okay, and I remember, know. I remember we talking about she didn't even mention the brother who, um, who was a football player, in the first place, Michael Orr, who has come out since then and talked about the inaccuracies in the movie and wishes he, that he hadn't done it. He didn't know. Well, think about it. Maybe those inaccuracies are to not pay him at all. Guilt complexes and everything else. Yeah, yeah, my core. He had a long NFL career too afterwards, man. But yeah, man, they did that brother wrong. Oh. But 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 that man, also tells on Hollywood. Remember, remember when I uh, look? Uh, okay, so what I'm beginning to realize is that if you are an original a writer, um, you're not going to get in. They want people who are the uh, epitome of derivativeness. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you're really good at just copying everything, but making it be hard to see how people copy where you where you copied it from, and then you can explain right. to them about, about how, how you can use those old sets, you got a job. Okay. So yeah. uh, so think about uh, think about uh, Tarantino, for instance. Okay. Tarantino does a really good job of pulling from the old martial arts movies. And turn this into a western, or yeah. um, put it, put it some fast cards in it. So, and that's okay, you know, right? But, um, but, th- but not knowing that the game and being an original can leave your life um, full of sadness. Yeah, you and, go from and, film uh, festival to film and, festival, hoping to be picked up. That's huh? real. You what can you go think? from film festival to film festival, hoping to be picked up, and never yeah. actually happen when other people are doing character <laughs> and rewrites and everything else. And, and, and let's be real. Right. Racism is exactly. And if you figured out a way to appeal to that racism in America with the help, with Precious, and with these other, you know, color purple, say what you want to say right. about Alice Walker. I love the sister. She's a beautiful sister. But she made a terrible movie and play in the color purple, and that has to be addressed. But but that it has to be addressed. And you know what else has to be addressed is this, along with all this, exactly with this is this. Okay, so these are the movies that we know about, right? But remember back when um, there were video stores, or uh, um, even now, you can when you go deep, deep, deep down into Amazon, Netflix, HBO Max, you know, Disney Plus, right? Um, oh, speaking of which, I'm going to do a skit where um, Art Vader is really doing um, voiceover for uh, Big Funny TV and Your Fault for Listening, which is what this is going to be called, okay? Um, the other titles were um, um, Thinking Out Loud, okay? Um, uh, oh, um, nah, you didn't hear this earlier. I want, I want to jump really to this, and then we'll come back and around. Um I interviewed uh, Rick Overton. I'm going to play it in the next couple of days, some of the clips from it on, on the show. We'll talk about it, right? But one of the things, so Rick Overton, uh, let me explain who he is real quickly. Rick Overton was best friends with like Robin Williams. He was in Showtime's uh, I'm Dying Up Here about the, the comedy scene back in the, uh, in the 70s. He was in Beverly Hills Cop, Willow, and Groundhog Day. Okay? Hello? Yeah, get mm-hmm. his money. Hello? Okay. Okay. And the first question I asked him was, "What is the difference between white privilege and white supremacy?" Would you like to answer, or you like me to tell you what he said? I'd definitely be interested in what he said. He said, "There are fair-minded people, and there are pharaoh-minded people, and a pharaoh-minded person has an addiction to comfort." And their addiction to comfort will drive them to create armies and borders and and uh, uh, police squads and like a he said like a junkie they'll stab you like they'll stab you with a knife to keep their comfort going. I was like, bang, right? Is that the code? And you know that person said that's tight, right? That's somebody who's white, but he's righteous. You see what I'm saying? Like that, okay? Well, no, no, tight. no, say say it right, Travis. He's not white. He's not white. He understands. 
he understands that that's artificial and, and has rejected it. Yeah, he I mean, knows he's not that's white. That's exactly right. He knows he's not white. Okay, you're right. Okay, he knows he's not white. Okay, so, but looks white, but knows he's not white. Exactly. And righteously. Right. And he's, okay, so then the, the next question I asked him was, because, uh, oh, by the way, he's an improv master, okay? And he, for years, was trying to get me to just go up there and just talk and just, and just be in the moment and riff and just be in, in improv. And when I did What a Wonderful Bowl of Weed, I did do that live and in the moment, one take, made a, made a whole song up on the fly, okay? Um, the second question I asked him, which we'll talk about later, I said to him, uh, how are uh, white people or people who think they're white, because James Baldwin said no one's really white, uh, weaponized into being violent with peaceful um, um, black protesters, right? And I told him a story about how when I went down to uh, when I went down to the protests, Art Vader, Darth Vader, uh, to the shop uh, in Seattle. I was down there for seventy hours, and uh, like, the, and the thing that made me leave was this: I went down there, and this dude sat next to me, tried to offer me some weed. As a white guy, I was like, "What?" I was like, "No, right?" And because uh, uh, that could be poisoning, any fucking thing, right? And then um, yeah, I, I started talking about how, rolled up. and I and I started talking about how uh, I said nobody here got the the, the courage of Harriet Tubman because over ten years she made nineteen trips. And then he said she was in the wars. I said, what do you mean? She, he said she was down by the river. I said, what are you talking about? He said something something else. I said, uh, I said, why did you interrupt me with that shit? Right? And he said, well, maybe I should just leave. And he got up and left. And then the brother across the way. Um, saw what was happening, he said, um, he said, that was a dude who, uh, he said yesterday was down here talking about how uh, black people didn't have the rights equal to dogs. And then I said to the brother, I said, motherfucker, why don't you tell me that shit when he sat down next to me? (laughs) Right? 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 And Right? And then I left, and I didn't go back. Because I figured that if he would do that, sit down next to me doing that shit, and saying that shit, uh, black people ain't got the rights uh, of dogs to that big motherfucker that I was talking to, then he had some help around there. He was waiting for that motherfucker to act. Yeah. Okay. Right? And then uh, they had some fine ass uh, uh, dreadlocky sister walking around. trying to get motherfuckers to, to rush the police station. I was like, okay, this is a trap, right? And then well all of a sudden on one of the days, on the one of the days, everybody who was around working the stands, um, like the, uh, the, the, uh, the medical stand, the food stand, the water thing, the person um, charging people's phones up, all of them were gone and mm-hmm. all swapped out by different people. And I was like, oh, it's time to go, right? Something weird is going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And yeah. so, all, so all that happened on the same day, pretty much, okay? And I've been there for like 70 hours. Uh, th- th- did you hear the the poem I read down there, um, Nas? Yeah. So, hey, well, uh, I'm, uh, hey, Doc, I'm, I'm, I got I got to do night, a, a sleep okay, apnea night, test. So I got to go to bed. Okay, all well, right? do that. All right. uh, okay, so I went down <laughs> oh, to the uh, – so, um, all, right. all right, thank you. Thank you so much. See you, see you tomorrow. Um I uh, I went down there. I asked my father. I said, Dad, uh, write me something for the protest. I want to go down there as Darth Vader, right? And he had that shit done the next day. It took me three days to memorize it. Uh, you hear me? 
Mm-hmm. Hello? You can hear me, right? Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, I hear okay. you. Okay. So uh, it took me three days to memorize it. So I go down there. I'm just full-length Darth Vader outfit. I had an artist paint I Can't Breathe on the front with a white tear drop on Darth Vader's mask. I go down there. People are chanting a bunch of shit. People got, I grab somebody's megaphone as Darth Vader, and I just go, silence yourselves. And motherfuckers did. <laughs> right? And then I said, nearly 60 years passed, King Dream, free at last. Yet and still against King's will, 400 years and oceans of tears. We tilled your soil and picked your fields. We built your cars and milled the steel. We danced and sang, enriched your lives. At every turn, we've felt your knives. We fought in wars, defending rights we were never given. With all we've done to make things better, we're just barely living. Today, we give the void of a black human being, George Floyd, whose fatal sin was his dark skin. Same old story again and again. His life taken by those sworn to protect and serve. A travesty. No family should expect no deserve. With a lack of empathy and no hint of sympathy, Mr. Floyd's life was snuffed out and taken in an evil blur as he cried for his mama and called his killers sir. We must stay strong and get along to build a better land. If we remain divided and hate each other, our nation will not stand. And that's walked the fuck away. Didn't say shit about me. <laughs> no, that's the beautiful okay. thing about art, the fact that you didn't record that and present that as a moment because that would have went viral. Like, he would have been. It would have been. You been know what? People did, some people did record it. Okay, it but I could record been. myself. Okay, right? That's, that's tight, right? Okay. No, but you, you just speak, wanted to do it for the art, though. You didn't want to do it in that way. If you wanted to do it I that way, you would have put it out, bro. I went, right. I, went, I went down there to relive people's fear of spirits is what I did it for. Because in general, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have my big ass down to protest because I'm going to try to kidnap me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so no, check this out. So I'm down there, right? So I do that, right? I'm walking around, vadering around, saying, playing music, blah, 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 talking to people about it, right? And then <laughs> they had all these, uh, all these uh, part-time teachers <laughs> or yeah. you know, substitute teachers down there giving speeches that were just awful, right? Um, and uh, this Broken English brown man of some kind, right? Light-skinned brown man. He could have been Filipino. He could have been Puerto Rican. He could have been Mexican. You know, whatever, right? Broken English, he came up to me at a moment. I've been on it for a couple of days, and he just said to me, he said, why aren't you up there speaking? You're better than all of them. I was like, man, hey, man, <laughs> come on, man. You know what I mean? And uh, it touched me, right? It made me feel good. I'm walking around, so I'm walking around Seattle still with the Vader. I can't breathe mask on and stuff. Um, there was a old fat sister on the steps of a grocery store, like sitting there, looking tired, maybe just waiting for a ride. And I walk in with my cape, my Vader, my Vader. I can't breathe mask on, and she looked at me and she said, "Thank you." And I almost wanted to cry. 
because I knew I was doing right. Old black woman, you know what I mean? She, you don't give a shit about no Darth Vader. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, I did a show. I did an all black show in Seattle. I did an all black show at Darth Vader. I walk in. And and I and they didn't they don't know what they didn't they didn't know they didn't know me right they didn't know what to expect and I just said to them I said I ain't wearing uh, uh, this because I think you niggas care about Darth Vader I'm just letting y'all know that Darth Vader is the only black thing racist respect <laughs> <laughs> right and if you want to be riding around in places where you shouldn't you better get your costume <laughs> so you can uh, you know shock these Joker Gene um, folks out of their cells. You know what I mean? Like, um, And so, what else you didn't hear is so my new character. You ready for my new character? It is Joker Vader. Joker Vader. Or the Black Joker. <laughs> or the Bloker. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to have Joker Vader laugh like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that cool? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, hey, man. Uh, uh, how about this one? I did this one since, since we, we uh, talked to each other. I did, uh, what if uh, James O. Jones visited Cosby in jail and they read the Bible together? Psalms 26. The Lord is my servant. I shall not want. It makes me lie down in the green bath. You have to put the pills in the drink. <laughs> right? <laughs> they did that right. And because uh, I before I did a Cosby of God talking to Moses. Uh, uh, Moses, this is God talking to you. I'm over here in the bush. No, boy, the water's on fire. <laughs> I have some commandments for you, some rules. Commandment number one is thou shalt not have any gods before me. What does this mean? This means you have to love me the best and forget about the rest. Commandment number three. Commandment number three is um, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. What does this mean? This means that every seventh day you're going to throw a party for me. You're going to sing some songs about me and people being shiny clothes, tell them stories about me, and you'll give them money to, me, to them, and they'll say it's going to me, but it's really just to get them to a Cadillac or whatever. <laughs> you know, I forgot. But uh, um, what we got here? We have done. We that done. <laughs> okay, so Bill, okay. Oh, no, give me a Bill, Bill, when you go to the oh, – forget, forget Bill for right now, but because – what you got to understand is I, not Hannibal Birds, I was the first comedian that was messing up Bill for that. In 2005, there was an article that said Bill Cosby was a farmer. article that said, well, why did it take so long for the women to say something? I'm like, fuck you for asking that question. I got, I got three sisters. Um, why did it take so long? One, because they thought they were the only one. Two, uh, because the victim, a situation like that has to become stronger, and the victimizer has to at least appear weaker, right? When they took Bill down, he was blind, limping, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay? Right. Because right. Otherwise, otherwise, how could a woman, what what woman's going to be able to find a lawyer willing to attempt to cross-examine Cosby show Cosby? I mean, we in the courtroom, mess of his career. You know what I mean? You, you can't win that because um, you'd be in a courtroom like this. 
Well, those Especially if at his height, the studio is behind him. Right. Okay, so you you're right. You you are so smart and you're right on point. Because the other line that I skipped over is because I said because you got to remember, uh, Cosby is making money for Coke, Jello, Kodak, NBC, Paramount, and some record company. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, Bill Cosby and Bob Dylan had the same agent, and the agent had to make a decision and pick Bill Cosby. Mm. How about that? Damn. Okay. Damn. Okay, that's deep, ain't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about that's that. Deep. It's Hazeep, okay? And then you got to think about why he had to direct people if he did, right? He's pretending to be clean. So nobody can have a story of him not being clean, right? Pryor's not pretending to be clean, to, you know, neither is Carlin. So they don't have to pretend uh, anybody having a story about them. So what? I mean, he already knows he's crazy, right? He already told you crazy stories, right? Um, yeah. Bill's trying to be clean. So nobody can have a story of him being – so you got to drug him, right? So um, – See, matter of fact, if you saw one of the stories, uh, one of the stories, uh, the Playboy mentioned, the Playboy uh, ch- chick said that they were standing around. Uh, Bill asked her if she wanted to drink. He wanted to go get on the women. Ain't she the way to right? It is. She knows. She woke up uh, in the bed with cigar swab on her titties and toes. Okay. Now. That's a tight, uh, that's icy right there, right? And so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it was a good story. So how I did it was I said, uh, how I did the joke was I said, uh, if one person said you did something, it might not be true. Uh, and if two people, it still might be true because I said, hey, now, uh, uh, you say it's true, I say it's true, uh, we can both get paid. I said, but if three, four, five, eleven, thirty-seven people say it's true, I'm still not saying it's true. But it's true, Earth. <laughs> okay, it's true, Earth. Okay, because look, if you want me to believe that the greatest black performers are are, are pedophiles and monsters, Cosby, Michael Jackson, right, uh, Kobe, right, but then you hear the uh, conspiracy story, and it, it, then the conspiracy story sounds like it could be true. Then I got and I know how uh, people try to do black people, so I got to put some weight on that, right? So the Kobe story is that Kobe was going to sign with the Bulls and leave the Lakers, so they put that charge on him. And then when he signed the Lakers, and shit went away. And I thought about it, and I was like, hmm, that's what De uh, Gregory said. And I was like, hmm, let me think about that for a second. Yeah, I remember when Kobe signed with the Lakers, they found two other dudes' sperm in, in her drawers, and we never even found out her name. How about that? Uh-huh. Okay. And then with the Cosby, so then I think, well, if they did that to Kobe, then Michael Jackson, Tana went through, watched all the Michael Jackson shit, and he said that uh, there ain't no evidence Michael Jackson even pushed anybody ever. He's like, he might be the most innocent person ever to be accused of this, right? And so the joke I did about it was I said, uh, I know Michael Jackson didn't do it because he was able to, he ain't no pedophile because he was able to resist those Home Alone lips. Yeah, and basically, Chappelle made the same joke on his um, on one of his specials, and I was like, Ah, oh, good. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm right there with the with the greats in my. Uh, and um, uh, there was a Opie and Anthony clip with Patrice O'Neill, and they were talking about Carlos Mencia stealing jokes. And uh, Patrice O'Neill stopped him from talking, and he said, "It's not like it's like Jim Norton." And he said to him, uh, "He said he think jokes. He stole life analogies." <laughs> that's what a comedian. I was like, "Damn, that's perfect, right?" These are life analogies. This is a skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're doing so. What, what we do is special. Um, and 
Um, did you hear me earlier say what the joke I did on the day after the Zimmerman trial? Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, I told you that one. Okay, so here's the here's the one of the ones I did just recently. I said uh, I used to think that uh, I used to think that the worst thing anybody could say to me was the N word until just recently with all this go back to your country talk, and I realized that might be worse. Because if they call me nigga, I know they hate me, but at least I get to stay, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and if anybody says you go back to your country, watch out. Because what they're really saying, even though they might not even know it is, if I could kill you and get away with it, I would. It's the same mentality <laughs> I tell some, some black girl or woman what to do with her hair without paying for a salon appointment. You're going to tell somebody where to go and you ain't funding the trip? You're a monster. You might not know you're a monster, but your ass is a monster. Like that. Mm-hmm. How's that? You're right. tight, right? And so that's how. Huh? No, no, it's good shit, man. No, it's, uh, it's all Thank underneath. You. No, that's good shit, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I gotta, and so. I, go ahead. I've been studying Baldwin. And Baldwin said, in Baldwin, uh, Angela Davis, uh, Kwame Ture, uh, John Henry Clark, Ingersoll, Carlin. Bill Hicks, trying to mix that shit together. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Red yeah. Fox. Oh, so oh, <clears throat> look, that's what I was telling earlier. We, we all bumped on in Amazon. If you got Amazon, collision, you said, you, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got Amazon, right? As evil as it is, I do. Okay, good. On the Amazon, Dean Martin celebrity roast of Red Fox. <laughs> Aunt Esther said to Nipsey Russell, Nipsey Russell's wife is so ugly. She got pimples on her watch. <laughs> <laughs> With the Aunt Esther delivery, so I know that shit was fine. Like, I already oh, know. Oh, it was hilarious, right? Red, Red, Red starts off telling a joke instead of snapping. He does a quick snap, and then he starts telling a joke. He said, uh, he said yeah, he said, uh, y'all really working good with the night. Uh, he said, uh, uh, he said uh, I, I seen uh he said, uh, I seen Dean Martin say nice things about milk. <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> and then he said, uh, he said, if I would tell you this joke, he said, uh, there was a school bus and, uh, driver and the school, school kids on the bus and the kids on the bus arguing about black and white and who's right and who's wrong and, and who's rich and poor. And, and, and the bus driver pulled the bus over and said, all right, everybody off the bus, I'm tired of hearing all of this mess. And the kids get off the bus and the bus driver says to them, all right. I don't want to hear no more about who's black, who's white, who's right, who's wrong, who lives in the mansion, who lives in the projects. He said, from now on, everybody's green. Every, you understand me? Everybody's green. All right, back on the bus. Uh, light green's in the front, dark green's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow, man. Right? Wild and then that man. reminded me of this mom's maybe joke that they uh, – that they play on the uh, documentary that Whoopi narrated on HBO. And uh, Mom maybe told this joke, so tight, so short, way shorter. She said, uh, this is about race. She said, uh, I was driving down South Carolina, and I, I, I drove to a red light. And the chef put me over and said, what you run to that red light for? I said, I saw y'all riding on green. I thought red was for us. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? <laughs> yeah, man. Right? Nobody can't say nothing to that. That is like a, it's like the Hulk slamming us or Red Fox. So there's lots of things like that, like poor and rich and black and white. Red Fox this one. He said, uh, he said uh, uh, if the haves gave half of what they got to the have-nots, 
the haves to be the haves, and the have not to be the have something. <laughs> yeah, man. Right? <laughs> Better you than say sociologists, to be honest. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tight. Better than, yeah, hey, man, it's, well, when a comedian says it, it locks in, and what I realize is Red Fox is actually doing Louis Armstrong voice, but with a comedic rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, right, Fat Albert right. is Fat Albert's Louis Armstrong. Hey, 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 is the same thing. Okay, uh, when Cosby goes, ah, uh, the motion is Groucho. He just added the sound. Right, right. It's always studying yep. and, and passing down stuff, man. Nothing's a risk. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the way it's supposed well, to go. Right. Very, very little is very little the risk. It, it, it ain't easy to do uh, on a planet where now everything's been recorded now for. 60, 70 years. You know what I mean? That's 70-some years of right. uh, video. Okay? It's, so, it's not likely, and more than likely, it's not good. <laughs> right. The good. only way nowadays, like, you got to, like, combine two different best TV shows. Like, you got to be, like, um, you know, you got to combine, like, uh, like, Emergency 51 and Cheers. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right, right. With, so you got the firemen, but you're showing the bar to hang out at night. Right. right. And you can do it deep. Together. I was talking right. to a fire lady right. one time, and she said the reason why firemen drink, she said the times when they really drink, the stuff that really gets them is when they get someplace and they can't, uh, they didn't get there soon enough or they, they didn't, wasn't able to save a child. It fucks them up. Mm-hmm. Right? And ain't enough weed in the world. You'd be ruining your high, right? If you just, right? Right. <laughs> if something should happen to a kid, ain't enough weed in the world that can, you know, that's like a, that's tooth pain level. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, um, that trauma's there forever. Like, yeah. And I was deep, right? So that made me have empathy for the firemen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, not the one spraying on hoses on Negroes. I'm talking about a real one that's saying, "All right, if there's a fire, I'm, I got me, I got me some stuff I'm putting on, and I'm going in there, you know, check for folks." That's some honorable shit. Hey, stuff, hey, look, you know? there, 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 there was a dude on Twitter who said, "If you tried to explain the concept, and if we didn't have fire department, you tried to explain the concept of firemen to a right winger, they would look at you like you were crazy." So, okay, we're going to have these government-funded buildings. Where people work on tax on the taxpayer dollar, and they're going to put out any fire in that locality, and they're going to drive on these trucks, all driving these big trucks, all sponsored by the government, and they're all going to live in that place, sponsored by the government, all of this taxpayer funded, and they're going to slide down poles, out, and it'll be a public service. Right, right, right. They would never approve that shit today if you presented the concept. Of a fireman, they would never approve that shit today. That's so well. The, the problem is this, okay. The problem is is that fire. So basically, but the fire department analogy should be used to justify health care for all, because fires yeah. happen at random. Sometimes it could be a lightning strike, it could be uh, a cancer cell, right? Or it could be uh, a virus. It could be. Um, uh, a flesh-eating ailment, right? Whatever, right? It could be a fall, a slip, a car accident, whatever, at random. And because of that, somebody should not be able to be made destitute by the capitalist system of somebody being able to charge them. Like, um, like when your car breaks down, 
and it's the first of the month, the person at the auto place, if they're ruthless, they know they can get they, 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 they can snatch your whole check from you to fix your shit if you ain't got no car fixing skills. And so mm-hmm. you got to pay somebody some uh, mafia-level extra money to actually put out your house rather than they're eating good all the time because we never know who or where they're going to be needed. You know, for everybody to have to pay for specific fire help would turn them into uh, some type of mafia uh, dons of the uh, of the service world, the emergency yeah. service world. And supposedly that's the story of uh, Marcus Crassus, uh, the Roman guy. He was the richest, one of the richest man, men in Rome. He came up with a fire brigade. When there was a fire, he would come to your villa, and he would say, okay, I want to buy your villa from you. And if you refused, his group wouldn't put the fire out. And then as it burned more and more, the offer would get lower and lower, and eventually you sold him your villa for, you know, pennies on the dollar, or your shit just burned to the ground. So it was a mafioso wow. experiment, basically. How do you know that? I was guessing. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Roman shit. Marcus Crassus, uh, the guy that was with Caesar and all of them in the triumvirate. Like, there's a whole lot of stories about that motherfucker. He's a wild dude. Wow, well, man! I gotta That's shut amazing. it down, dude. It's damn near one o'clock out here in Atlanta. Well, thank you very well. Hey, what's the best time of day for you? Because this is something that I like to do. Because uh, um, now is the time. Because now it's uh, uh, anyway. I'll explain later. But uh, I wrote down your number. Can I call you some time for my my number? I'll tell you my number later, or I'll message you uh, yeah, yeah, with my can, number. Man. Yeah, we can. My number uh yeah. has six 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 in it because uh. Um, <laughs> Because that's that's Evil Dick's phone number. Evil Dick, you know. <laughs> and Raider, remember yeah, Raider, the Raider. Okay, cool. Thank you, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining me on the. Uh, uh, Your fault for listening. Good night. Thank you, everybody. Well, Later. Have a good one, man. Thank you too, brother. Thank you. We should do another one. You taping all of these? Every one. Cool. Yeah, we're going to find something in there, right? Have a, have a few to, to put together. Because picture can mix that shit up, right? Maybe. Oh, we got to get it right. One. <laughs>